Happened to Mike Schmidt's 40 year old boy podcast. Welcome to Jurassic Park. No, not to Jurassic Park. Welcome to the jungle. No, not to the jungle. Although I wish it could be the jungle. Wouldn't you love to be in the jungle? Oh, let's go rumble in the jungle. Well, you know, that'd be all right with me. <laughs> little little Jethro Tull for you. That's what I bring to the table. We've already referenced Guns and Roses. We've referenced a Jethro Tull. We've referenced a dinosaur film. This thing is chock-a-block with references already, and it's, it's not even 30 seconds old, I don't think, this fucking show. Jesus Christ. Go time it. Seriously, without even the, the, the theme song. Take the theme song out of the equation. From the moment I uttered a syllable, and then, and then we wandered into the show as much as we have, I think I get those three references in, in under 30 seconds. Can we say I have a reference every 10 seconds this show? Is that how it's going to work? I hope not. God damn, that would be exhausting. My head would explode. Scanners style. You know, Scanners, that film from David Cronenberg. David Cronenberg, who did Videodrome. Videodrome starred James Woods. James Woods, who ruined his career the last four years by becoming a fucking shill. Uh, and I love James Woods. He is, I tried to describe him to somebody. I said he's a walking cock. That's that's how I would consider James Woods. He's in your John Carpenter's Vampires. He's in your Digstown. He's in your bestseller. He's in your Onion Field. He's in your Salvador. He's in your uh, Once Upon a Time in America. He's in your The Getaway. And he just does yeoman's work being a jagoff. He's in, he's in your The Boost, where he railed the fuck out of Sean Young. Uh, and and it, let's put it this way. He railed the fuck out of Sean Young, and then he and Sean Young did rails. That's what The Boost is about. It's about a, a family who turns to drugs, who turns to Coca... I almost said Coca-Cola. <laughs> that, would be, that would be a movie you didn't want to see. I could be, oh, a family that turns to Coca-Cola and just becomes obese. How weird would that be? Instead of drug addiction, they did a food addiction movie where a whole family got fucking invested in goddamn Coke, but not the real Coke, not like the snorty Coke, the drinky Coke. Oh, man, I got to... Because I'll tell you what, I used to be on the drinky Coke all the time. I've never had the snorty Coke. Do you th- how do you think I would do on the snorty Coke? Do you think I could pull it off? I understand the drip's the best part. Don't, uh, no, no, don't, the drip, drip's the best part. That's what I've heard. Uh, that's what Amber Waves would tell me. That's what Amber Waves would tell me when she would walk up to me and just go, hey, why don't you show me your Corvette? And I'd say, certainly. By the way, welcome to my dojo. There's Bruce Lee on the wall. Uh, no, welcome is what I was saying. I was saying welcome. So welcome to episode 51 of year 12 right now of the 40-Year-Old Boy podcast. We're glad that you're here. By we, I mean me. There's no other entity involved. There's nobody here helping me anymore. It's just me solo in a fucking room at a desk. I got three computer monitors staring at me. Two of them have an alien face on it. One of them's got Nate Diaz showing his fucking bloody face at me as well, but I can't see it because the audacity thing's in the front. Um, on the other side over me, I've got a pile of mail. I've got a, a tin with scissors in it. I've got uh, my glasses. I've got a bag of chips. My mouth is salty. I wish my mouth wasn't salty. It was foolish of me. And look, it's not, it's salty because I ate chips. Was I hungry? I was not. Was I was I eating chips to uh, put off working? Certainly. That's what I was doing. That's why I've ruined myself during quarantine. I have gone ahead and I've been like, oh, man, I should do this. Wait a minute. Instead of that, why don't I eat a pile of stuff? And I, that's, how I, that's how I weigh my food. I don't have a bowl of pasta anymore. I don't have a plate of steak. I have a pile of stuff. Hey, I need a pile of bread. What if I choked down a pile of bread? Wouldn't that be delicious? <laughs> I need a pile of candy. Uh, and that's, that's not even a lie. Like sometimes I will have a pile of candy. Uh, sometimes 
I will dump my candy out all over the floor, and then I'll sit down with a sandbox uh, pail and shovel, and I'll scoop it up into the old uh, pail, and I'll pretend that I've been uh, gathering some sort of treasure. No, I don't do any of that. These are lies. Why would I tell you lies? Seems weird to be lying to you, especially on episode 51 of year 12 of the 40-Year-Old Boy podcast. Uh, And some of you out there are thinking to yourself, you know what, Mike? Uh, You're lying right now when you say that this is episode 51 of year 12 of the 40-Year-Old Boy podcast. And I say, oh, oh, contraire. Uh, I will share this with you because why not? I'll tell you this story. Uh, uh, there was an episode 51 that aired last week and, uh, and, and, uh, look, a lot of you got it, but, uh, but not as many as usually get it. Um, because that, because there were thousands of people who downloaded it, which was amazing and awesome as always that happens kind of right off the bat when a show goes up. Um, but then, uh, th- look, here's the thing, you know, in the old days of this show, uh, I often just rampaged and never really thought about what I was doing. And and uh, and everybody got sucked into my tractor beam and they got pulled in uh, because my theory, my the way I put it was, you know, this is my life. It's my it's my life. Why did I go Bon Jovi there? I didn't want to do that. I should have gone uh, the other one. Who's that? Uh, that I could have gone. That's life. I could have gone David Lee Roth. Uh, who else did it? It's my oh, it's my life. That who's is that? Uh, is it, uh, who is that? That's like an 80s song, right? Because now I got the fucking Bon Jovi one in my head and it's fucking freaking me out. That's it's my life. It's now or never. I don't want to live forever. But there is a different one. Uh, fucking scritty. It's not scritty. Ice school works. No, fuck. Who is it? I'll think of it later. Uh, talk, talk. No, <laughs> I don't think so. It's my life. Don't hold blood. You know that song that's from the 80s? God, how do I not know who the fuck that is? You know, it's funny. He's like, in my brain, that voice sounds like the guy from Modern English Looks with the fucking sleeveless shirt and the goofy-ass fucking hat. But in reality, it's not Modern English because they never had another song. They melted with us. That's all they did. They stopped the world and melted with us. And then that was it. They ran down the drain. Never went into another recording studio because I don't know anything else from Modern English. Although, you know what? This is back in the 80s. We got the one hit on MTV, but they might have been huge fucking stars in England. What the fuck do I know? Modern English could have been fucking tearing it up over there in Wales or whatever the fuck. Maybe they're on stage just fucking blasting it out, throwing their beret into the fucking crowd, people loving it. What if, the, what if there's somebody out there who knows all the words to a Modern English album? What do you, is there anybody out there who's a great Modern English fan? That's like Men Without Hats. Men Without Hats have, have, have uh, you, you got your safety dance, uh, and then you got your Pop Goes the World. That's two. Isn't there one more? I think they have one more. It's like the flock. The flock's got three or four great. No, five great songs. I think four, three. I don't know. But someone out there is like, oh, my God, do I love modern English? And they love all their albums. Like I, there was one time I met a woman there was a, that I knew when I worked in, uh, uh, in Graveyardville. She's lovely. She was really cool. Uh, still friends to this day. She's a she's a journalist. And we were talking one night and she <laughs> it was I it really kind of threw me for a loop uh, that her favorite band of all time, she was, and she's probably like 38. You know what I mean? Well, now, I mean, she, she's probably like 15 years younger than me, I think. I That can't be right, right? That can't, is that a thing? Because she'd be 38 now. So yeah, so she's maybe 15 years younger than me when I met her in, in Graveyardville. Uh, but that would make her like 24, but she wasn't that, I don't think. I didn't, fuck, I didn't card this chick. All right, back the fuck off. But in my head, I'm like, uh, we were talking one night and her favorite band of all time, like the band that she loved more than anybody in the world. And she had actually traveled to see them was level 42. 
And I, I had to admit, like, I've heard of them, certainly. And I know that they do that video, that one that's on the train. Bum, 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 bum. And the, the bass player is badass, right? Um, he's a lead singer. I think the lead singer is the bass player and the bass player is the lead singer. And the rhythm is the bass and the bass is the treble. <laughs> the rhythm is the bass and the bass is the treble. What song is that? God damn it, folks. I'm putting quizzes out there for all of you. Go ahead and pick it up. Pick up these quizzes and goddamn lay down exactly what I'm fucking saying to you, baby. I, de- I demand, you know what? Mail me. I need you to mail me the results of these quizzes. Um, The rhythm is the bass and the bass is the treble. All right. Uh, but she loved level 42 and it, 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 uh, it, it kind of, it short circuited my brain a little bit because that's not a band that I ever thought somebody would have as their favorite band of all time, let alone a band that they would travel to go see or someone that they, and she loved them. She would see them all the time. That was her deal. Like she, she was on board with level 42. Um, and I, and I couldn't argue with it. What the fuck am I going to do? I mean, I wasn't mad about it. I don't make it sound like I was mad. What the fuck? You like fucking level 42. What the fuck is wrong with you? Get out of my office. Uh, by the way, that is a stretch to call that my office. It was, it was an office I sat in uh, four times a fucking week. Was it? Yeah, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, and then Tuesday night. Yeah, and then uh, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday was uh, the other dude who slept. God, remember when I had a gig? Remember when I had a job? That kind of thing. That was fun. Instead, uh, now I get to talk to you guys, and that's even better. Do you know how much better this is than sitting graveyard and doing that fucking thing? Uh, fuck, I love having this fucking talking job. All right. And who knows what'll happen? The economy is shrinking. The germ is killing. Everything is happening. Uh, I don't think I could even. Mess, I, I don't think I could qualify for a job like that anymore. I don't. Know, if I if worst came to worst and I had to go get a gig, are you fucking kidding me? Not a chance. What the fuck could I do? Is there is there like? <laughs> I, there's literally there's podcasting, there's comedy, and I could and I could sit in a dunk booth like I could be like in a carnival and travel around. And get people to lob softballs at me to try to put me in the drink. See, that's the only thing I could do. I could fucking do that. That's why I'm, I'm glad I embrace podcasting. I want to hug this microphone right now. You're keeping me You're keeping me from getting pneumonia. As snot-nosed kids throw softballs at a fucking dot to drop me into the goddamn blue. Nobody wants to do that. I don't want to be floating around in grim water. Because, look, it's a carnival. You think they're going to clean that shit? No. And if I fall in it four times, that's it. It's already dirty. So I want to go ahead and drain the fucking thing. And look, I can't work 24 hours a fucking day. So when, you know, when I'm off shift, they got three other clowns in there and I'm falling in their fucking filth, which is not good. By the way, I don't know why I assume a carnival is 24 hours a day. I don't know why, where, where would that be? Am I in Amsterdam? Have I traveled to Amsterdam to get a job at a carnival in a dunk booth? Uh, oh yeah. But you know what? I would be in a dunk booth. Here's the thing. Go red light district in Amsterdam. Wham, bam, Amsterdam. And, uh, and I'm in the fucking red light district. So ne- in the building next door, there's fucking just pussy galore, right? And there's that chick who's swinging on the swing outside the window. You ever see that famous shot? And like in the window next to her, it's me, Dunk Booth City. I'm fucking just there. Dunk Booth, Dunk Booth Schmitty. How about that? And then people are just trying to lob that fucking softball up there. And they hit her right in the fucking tit. And she's like, ow. And I'm like, ha it kept me out of the water. I'm thrilled you got brained. Uh, although she didn't really get brained, she got hit in the fucking tit. Um... But like, poor, yeah, but yeah, that's all legal there, right? Porn and fucking prostitution and weed. Uh, I got to go there. That's the place I got to go. I know. I, you know what? I know, baby. I dig it the most. Uh, do they have like, would I get a job as a carnival barker outside of the porn house? Just a guy out there passing out. What a cane. You know what? If I look, if I have to get that fucking job, if I've got to go overseas and invest myself in some kind of fucking porn business. I'm going to be the barker outside. I'm going to dress like Ringmaster Ned from the Bozo Show with a fucking red, a red fucking suit jacket with tails. It's like a tux jacket, but it was red with tails. And I'll have a fucking top hat. Um, I might even bust out a monocle. I'll be like, yeah, I know. I need this monocle to invest. To, uh, to inv- 
<laughs> I was going to say uh, to investigate pussies, which uh, probably is not the best thing to say, certainly not in this day and age. But you might have to. I might have to inspect. That was what I was going to say, inspect, not investigate. Uh, impress became, inspect became impressed. Impress. Uh, Jesus, fuck. I, I, I couldn't take, my brain is fucking mush at this goddamn point. It's been a week. It's been a bit of a week, folks. That's why you're getting this fucking show on a Sunday. Because uh, I've been waiting anticipating for the fireworks in the night. I could swear we were doing 80 when I saw those hotel lights and I was rocking into the night, rocking into the night. Oh, I got to finish my thought. Uh, so here's the thing. The uh, This is episode 51. Not to be confused with photo 31. This is episode 51. Oh, this makes me laugh. Uh, there was a fucking Hershey's syrup ad. Uh, you know how you talk and, and your phone spies on you? You know, you're like, man, fucking, it'd be weird if I had a Roomba, right? And then like you get fucking 45 ads for a Roomba. But it doesn't say your name. It just indicates like, oh, no, we thought maybe someday you would like a Roomba. It's like, fuck you. You've been listening to me. God damn it. Which isn't good at all. Uh, Which and quite frankly, if it's listening to me all the time, how do I not get offers for fucking Astroglide all the time when I'm talking to you guys? Um, But it always does that thing where it fucking spies on you and then it gives you a goddamn advertisement for what you could do or what you could have or what you'd have in your goddamn house. Uh, So I, I I got an ad in my Instagram and it was for Hershey's. Fucking syrup. You know what I mean? Which I, I don't even fucking use. I eat Hershey bars, but they don't give me any ads for Hershey bars. They give me ads for Hershey's fucking syrup. But, you know, and I get a, you know, I'm going to look at my phone and find it. Hold on, everybody. I'm going to find this fucking thing in my goddamn phone. You would have thought that I would have had this ready and, and set to launch. Uh, but here we go. Uh, here we go. Hershey's sponsored squeeze moment. It's a Hershey syrup uh, advertisement. And it says squeeze moment number 31. And, uh, and you will never be able to convince me that they didn't hear me talking about fucking photo 31 and, uh, and, and, and going, oh yeah, no, we got to drop that guy an ad. Uh, the Hershey's people stole my whole concept because again, squeeze moment. Cause if you remember what episode 31 was, or is it episode, or is it, is it photo 41? No, it's 31, right? Yeah, it's 31. Again, my brain is all fucked up dudes. Um, but it's, it, this is squeeze moment 31. And uh, an episode, thir- episode fucking photo 31, uh, as you know, was uh, me throwing ropes and it was a fucking it was a gorgeous picture. And it was but it was but it was me in you know, I was in action. And I guess you could technically call it a squeeze moment in photo 31. So the Hershey's people have stolen my whole concept and decided to use it to sell chocolate syrup. And quite frankly, at this point, it has been so long that I fu- since I fucked somebody and, and I've just filled myself with chocolate since then. There's a good chance that if I jerk off, I'm going to throw out chocolate syrup ropes. I, I may be this advertisement. I may be shooting number 31 uh, fucking chocolate syrup ropes out of my fucking crank, which uh, which I don't know. I can't even imagine that would be a good thing for anybody. Although, would it? You know, I don't know. I mean, because you've seen, look, we've all seen that porn where, like, where, unfortunately, the poor women are like, oh, yeah, I totally want it in my face and mouth. And, uh, and look, if you do that in your private life, it's fucking sexy and hot and it's awesome. And, you know, whatever the fuck, it's your, your good giving and game, whatever the fuck, Triple G, your, uh, your good, good Eddie Golovkin and, and, and your game. Um, but the, uh, uh, but, but in movies, sometimes, look, let's see, here's, here's the thing. Uh, if you swallow, cool. If you love it, that's awesome. And, uh, and if you like, cause I mean, I, I'm all mouth, so I'm all about all that kind of shit. I'm on board with all of it. And if you're with somebody you're really fucking super into and, and that's, I mean, dude, look, I'm not going to look, I can't break it down. It's quarantine. I, I'm just going to go have to bang my dick into a fucking desk after this. But, uh, but you know, I, I like, uh, I, I like burying my mouth into things. So I totally respect it. If it's reciprocated and all that stuff is cool. And I, I enjoy it, but also I do respect completely 
uh, that people would not want to do that if they, if that's a thing that somebody's not into. That's the you got to look. You have to be open to this sort of thing. Uh, you have to be like, oh yeah, okay. You want me to just fucking blast you in the face? Yeah, I, I'm happy to do that. That'll be genius. Uh, and but they're like, hey, could you demurely shoot that on your own chest? You're like, I could do that. I've done it in the past. Happy to do it. Sometimes I do it when I'm alone. I can do it when I'm with you. No problem. Let's do it. Let's let's get a sticky chest and hit the goddamn shower. Um, but uh, you've seen your these porns. Uh, these porn films, these porn clips. There's no films anymore. Nobody, nobody's making porn films uh, except Maitland Ward, who's winning awards and making fucking porn films. But other people are just making, you know, 30 second, 90 second fucking two minute clips of, of whatever the fuck they're doing in a garage. And, and unfortunately, it'd always be these things where the girl is like, oh, yeah, I, oh, I can't wait to get shot right in the eye with that fucking horrible thick thing that's going to come out of your dick. Let's do it. Do me a favor. Do me just lob, just lob a fucking high velocity blast of goddamn Elmer's glue right under my eyelid. Cause that's going to feel great. God knows I can't wait. And Oh, I also know you've been eating egg whites and, uh, and everything else to try to be, to, to, to be a real man and blast a serious load because you're trying to get more jobs in the porn industry. And, and anybody who's able to throw long fucking ropes is the king. And I get it. You like Peter North and that's fine. Uh, so here we go, daddy. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to kneel here and I'm going to, I'm going to open my mouth and close my eyes and be like, oh yeah, I totally want to get soaked. And, uh, and I cannot wait for you to absolutely hit me at close range with some fucking high velocity egg white batter bullshit. That's going to fucking chip a tooth. Let's fucking do it. And you can see then the guy fucking unloads and the girl's just like, uh, 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 and, and they'll be sad. It's actually become its own fetish. Like there, it's its own fetish where guys are like, Hey, does anybody have like, uh, uh, clips of girls who don't like, uh, who don't like the orgasms in their face? But go along with it because you know why? Because men are terrible and anything that looks like it's putting a woman in a, in a, in a second class citizen role or humiliating them in some way. Uh, why did I pronounce humiliating like that? Humiliating, not humiliating. It's humiliating. Uh, but there are guys out there who get off on that kind of thing. And eh, I don't respect them. I don't respect those gentlemen. Uh, oftentimes I'll meet them on the street and I'll go, Hey, don't you love it when a woman gets blasted in the face and she hates it, but then she takes it anyway. And somebody films it and posts it on the internet. And then you run off a batch to it. And I'm like, no, I couldn't care less about that. I don't like that at all. You know what I like? I like mutual love. I like, I like porn with violins. That's what I like now. I like a couple of, you know, and look, that's really not far off. Uh, part of one of the things I like, I like porn where the people seem like they're into each other. That's kind of fun. I mean, fuck this, you know, cause look, I've seen enough porn where a guy's fucking some chick in an alley behind a dumpster and it's like, all right, well that's fine. Uh, and we've looked, we've all done that in our youth. Um, but I, you know, I think it's probably some small level of needing affection or craving that sort of thing that, uh, that I, I'm, I'm actually into porn where, uh, where people are like, uh, they're fucking and they're going at it and then they, uh, they'll smile at one another or they'll gaze into each other's eyes. Like they, they don't, they don't just pretend that they're, uh, involved in some sort of sexual competition and they have to get it over with super quick. Uh, they'll actually kind of like, uh, the guy will maybe tenderly touch a woman's face or he'll look her in the eyes or she will, you know, grab a handful of hair or she will, or, or, Ooh, Oh, hand on face, hand on face or hand behind guy's neck. Oh dude. Yeah, no, that's perfect. Uh, see, I like that kind of thing, you know, and I don't know why I'm fucking telling you about this. You guys didn't want to hear about this in episode 51 of your 12 of the 40 year old boy podcast. Uh, or perhaps you did. Maybe this is why you tuned in. You're like, holy fuck. I hope Mike goes ahead and drops some goddamn knowledge about fucking Hershey syrup, squirting a girl in the face and blasting her under the eyelids and ruining her cornea. Don't you want to hear about that? Don't you want to hear about my new porno? Come cornea. Isn't that something you're excited about? 
Oh, dude, the Jizzy Retinas. That was my punk band. They actually scored Come Cornea for me. Oh, one, two, three, four. Me and the Jizzy Retinas up there just banging it out. Uh, Come Cornea. I'll tell you what, that is a fantastic film. We got to look it up. Milm? Film? I was going to say movie. All right, let's take a break. Let's go ahead and breathe right now, huh? Let's take a fucking deep breath right now in fucking episode 51 of year 12 of the 40-Year-Old Boy podcast. Um, What happened was, see, we see, see what happened was, uh, I never used to care about things. You know me, I just kind of, I would get here and I'd be talking and I'd be like, hey, get this, this happened and then another thing happened and oh my God, this person was there. Um, and sometimes that person would be like, Hey, what the fuck, man? And I'd be like, okay, well, why? I told him this really happened. I told the truth, whatever. Uh, and you know, I, I, <laughs> I, I was perhaps a bit reckless. And, and then there were times where I would, uh, and you also know, there was a period of time where for like three years where, uh, I, you know, I, I didn't really, uh, fill out flesh out stories because I didn't want to get into a huge fight off the fucking air. So I, I did my best to uh, tap dance around shit, whatever the fuck. And I apologize for that before, whatever, who cares? So, uh, oops, hold on. My throat made a weird noise. So, so this time around, I put out episode 51 in year 12 of the, of the 40 year old boy podcast last week. And, uh, and I gotta tell you, I was proud of it. Loved it. Uh, I was very excited. I thought it was a good show and I was, I got a lot of feedback from a lot of people because like I said, it was up, uh, I, I posted it and it was up over the weekend and then thousands of people downloaded it. And then they, some people wrote me notes and were like, oh my God, great story. Or I liked it because again, this show has uh, you know, it's a storytelling show that I like to, I love to tell stories. I love to dive into a goddamn story. It doesn't have to be always be about me talking about a, a woman who gets a softball in the tit, but it's, uh, it's sometimes I do things and then I tell you about them. Uh, remember when I used to do things? Wasn't that great? Remember when we all used to get to do things? We get to leave our house and do whatever the fuck we wanted to do. Remember that? You go to the beach or you go to a fucking bar or you go to a restaurant or you go to a movie, whatever the fuck. You filled your life with experiences and things like that. Remember when I used to get on planes and go fucking places? Remember that? That was the fucking best. Uh, but now, oh, that is all put on the wayside. So now what do I wind up doing? I turn myself inward and I start to talk about, uh, well, we do this where we just fucking get whatever the fuck comes out of our mouth. And then we talk about, uh, we'll talk about topical things. We'll talk about other things that we've done, uh, whatever. But last week, uh, I just so happened in my brain, I had a, uh, I had a thing, uh, and I was like, oh, you know what? It's actually, it's, uh, it's, uh, it was Halloween appropriate, whatever the fuck some of you know, cause you've heard, uh, and then <laughs> Uh, I, I reached out to a, a, a person, uh, a very nice person who was involved in this episode. And, uh, and, and they, uh, uh, it turns out now get this, this is strange. Now I, I couldn't even, I can't even, uh, I don't even know how to describe it. Uh, <laughs> uh, it turns out not everybody likes having their life talked about in a tell in a comedy show. What, what the hell are you telling me, man? You better step right off there. Gigantor. I can't believe that, but yes. Uh, that turns out to be the case. And then you wind up having a really fun two and a half hour, three hour conversation <laughs> explaining, well, no here, but if you just, just listen to me for a second and, uh, and people are very nice. Again, people are lovely. Uh, and, and there's no ill will. There's no animosity. Nothing bad has happened. Uh, it's just that now you guys are treated to a second episode 51, uh, of year 12 of the 40 year old boy podcast. Look at that. See, little bang for your buck, little bonus, bonus. that's what's coming your way. You didn't think it would. You thought to yourself, well, you know what? I'm, I'm all, I'm all chock full of episodes. I got 51 of these motherfuckers banked. Not to, not to mention what I think we did four or five fucking bonus episodes this year. Uh, and you thought this was going to be episode 52. This was going to be the end 
of year 13, which would have made Lex next week, Lex week, Lex, Lex Luther week, which would have, been, would have made next week, uh, of course, interlude week, which it is not now. It is now everything's, look, everything's shuffled. And uh, next week might not even be like a regular show. Who knows? I don't know, but I know the interlude is not next week. The interlude is the week after. Um, Because, and here's, <laughs> you're going to laugh at me because uh, I have, I have the YouTube channel. The only reason I'm doing this is because of me. I am a crazy person. It doesn't, I don't need to do this. This doesn't need to be episode 51 of year 12 of the 40 year old boy podcast. Uh, but I, if you, if I don't do this episode and make it episode 51 of year 12 of the 40 year old boy podcast, then year 12 of the 40 year old boy podcast on the YouTube channel. Hi, if you, if you're not subscribed yet, please do, uh, we'll go, uh, episode 49, 50, 52. And, and there'll be people out there, a uh, scrambling and they'll be like, I don't uh, why, what happened, man? How did I miss this? And I'll go, I don't look, I couldn't, I don't know. How did, how did you miss it? It makes no sense. Uh, so that's, so consider yourselves, uh, at home, consider yourselves part of the family. Uh, consider yourselves lucky. If you've got, if you've got the bonus episode 51, I guess is what I would say. Well, you know what? Technically this is the bonus episode 51. Last week's was episode 51, but this is the bonus you know, maybe I'll call this one episode 51A. Maybe I'll do that so you can keep it. Look, because a lot of people have a, they have a filing system within their Apple iPod, whatever the fuck, Stitchers, whoever the fuck they get the shows from. And I don't even know anymore, man, because when I did the show in the beginning, yawn, I did the show in the beginning. It was a, uh, it was, it was an iTunes or Zune proposition. Literally, that was, that was it. You either, it was Tunes or Zunes. That's how you handled it. You got it there. iPod vagina straight through with the iTunes, or you had that fucking, uh, Zune, whatever the fuck that thing was. I didn't, I didn't even know what shape it was. It was round. I don't know. Bill Gates, fucking nerd out there with his glasses going, I'm going to take on Steve Jobs. And Steve Jobs just wearing his 48th turtleneck of the week going, I don't fucking think so, spinny. Um, and then he realized he was talking to Stephen Hawking instead because Stephen Hawking kind of looked like fucking Bill Gates. Isn't that weird? Isn't that a kind of a weird thing? Think about that. Bill Gates is a, he's a Microsoft genius, whatever the fuck. Although did Wozniak invent everything? I think Wozniak and Jobs invented all of it. And then fucking Gates was the front man. But if he is a computer genius, I'm just, let's just for the presume uh, presumption of this argument for the sake of this argument, let's say Bill Gates is a super genius. All right. Cause he might be, I don't know. I hear he's, uh, he's vaccinating all of us and he wants to put a chip in us to follow us around, which, uh, again, man, I, I just, that kind of shit is the craziest fucking nonsense I've ever heard in my life. Everybody's like, aha, the new world order wants to put a chip in you so they can see where you're going all the time. And it's like, how many times did you watch Logan's run? You fuck. I mean, this is never going to happen. I got news for you. Bill Gates doesn't give a fuck. If you go off to eat at the fucking Outback Steakhouse, what do you, do you think he does? You think he's home going, oh, you know what? I, I got to follow Roy. You know what I'm going to do today? I'm gonna, first of all, I'm going to stretch. Then I'm going to go uh, spend a million dollars to watch two people fight in a, an abandoned swimming pool in Pico Rivera. And then I'm going to follow Roy around just with a fucking, because I got a Roy watch. That's what he does every day. He's got a fucking Roy watch and he watches where you go and you go to the Outback Steakhouse and he's like, oh, you're going with the Bonza. And he knows you're eating the bonzer. You want Bill Gates knowing you're eating a bonzer? That's what's going to happen. Vaccine's going to come. You're like, man, I don't want to get the vid. And Gates is going to go, here you go. And he's going to have that little needle with little, like a little fucking pre-cum that comes out of the tip of the needle. And you're going to be like, I, I don't know if I want your vaccine. And he's going to go, well, then you're going to get the fucking germ. And he go, all right, shoot me up. And then he does. And he goes, ha ha. Now I will always know what side orders you get at the Outback Steakhouse. And you're going to be like, son of a bitch, Gates. So, uh, so that's who he is. That's Gates. He's a super genius. And he wants to know what Roy's doing at all times. We get this about him, but isn't it strange? Now think about this. Isn't it strange 
that Bill Gates is this super genius dude and Stephen Hawking is a super genius dude and Stephen Hawking looks like someone left Bill Gates in the microwave too long. Am I, am I wrong there? Am I incorrect? I don't think I am, goddammit. That's exactly right. Stephen Hawking looks like somebody left Bill Gates in the microwave too long and you pulled it out. You're like, oh, can we salvage this fucking thing? I don't know. It's just eating like we're just eating a pile of fucking tears. Let's do it. Because you ever do that? I did that actually with Indian food just this very week. I, re- I heated my Indian food too much. And, uh, and, and also, well, it's my own fault. I put too much Indian food in the bowl. All right. So then I heated it up for three minutes and it was scalding hot. But then you separate it a little bit. You part the Red Sea and you put your finger in there. And then the bottom is ice cold. And I'm like, ah, oh, what a drag. So then I had compartmentalized my food. I had a uh, shrimp kadar. I had a lamb biryani. I had a, uh, uh, what else did I have? An uh, abu alu gobi. Alu gobi, I think. Uh, and then I had an, a lamb stuffed naan and an onion naan. Whatever. So I, I had portioned it out. So the Lambriani formed the uh, the base of the pyramid. It was the bottom of the bowl. And then in separate containers, over there was the shrimp on one side and then the alu gobi on another side. It was delightful. They were, I was riding shotgun on top of the Lambriani. And then on top of that, like a little uh, bread dome, like a little delicious bread dome, I would tear off a hunk of the lamb naan or whatever the fuck and put that on there. And then I would put a lid on top of that and heat it up for three minutes. And then, of course, the uh, the lamb naan would be crazy hot on the top. And then the rice on the top or whatever. The, I'm sorry, the, the, the galoob or whatever the fuck would all be hot. But the rice at the bottom was uh, ice cold. So then I would, instead of my perfectly portioned Indian meal which had a uh, like a Frisbee disc of lamb biryani with a couple of fucking entrees on top, uh, I then had to mix it all up. Then I had to just fucking churn it all around as if somehow the delivery person had dropped my food in the driveway and had to hand it to me and go, sorry about that, man. Uh, which is fine. Look, and because, and again, when you were a child, you'd always have those kids in your neighborhood who were poor and goes, it all goes to the same place. It's like, yes, but I am not a poor person. I like to separate my food. But also, I'm not one of those fucking idiots who can't let their food touch. You know those people? Oh, my Christ. I, I, I And look, live your life. Be who you want to be. I don't care. Because I actually, there are people that I like, people that are my friends, who will not let their foods touch. Uh I mean, Billy Bob Thornton only eats orange food, right? Isn't that what he does? Or he doesn't eat orange food or he doesn't want orange furniture. I don't know what the fuck he does. He's a fucking banana head. All these fucking weirdos. God damn it. Um, So, you know, I heat up this Indian food and I, so then I have to fucking spin it or I had to fucking stir it all up. And so then instead of your perfect meal that comes out of there, it's all, it's all mishmashed. So that's what I mean when I talk about a Stephen Hawking who comes rolling around with his fucking, you know, and you're like, what the fuck, smarty pants? Who left you in the microwave too long? And you're like, God damn, couldn't get off my ass, Bill Gates. And then he's even more mad. He's like, and you're like, oh, fuck you. It's you, Hawking. God damn it. Don't sneak up on me like that, Hawking. Uh, And then because you thought he was Bill Gates. If you have the two of them at the same party, how many times did he do that? Let me ask you this. How many times times did Bill Gates go with Stephen Hawking for Halloween? And just just laid in a chair with a sad face. Everybody's like, oh, dude, good, great Hawking. And then Hawking's like rolling in because it's a fucking billionaire fucking uh, Halloween party, which is totally true. They had a billionaire Halloween party. Gates goes as Hawking. Hawking, somebody just puts like a fucking uh, uh, like a golf bag on him, says he's a golf cart. He's excited about that. Jobs just wears a different colored turtleneck. And he's like, I'm me on Thursday, whatever the fuck. Um, Wozniak, was he even billionaire? He doesn't count. He doesn't get to go there. Bezos just shows up with it. Actually, Bezos just sends his clone. He's not going to fucking hang out with those guys. He's home planning world domination. He's he's home. You know what? Actually, Bezos takes a shift. He's putting my books in my fucking, you know, the shampoo I buy in a box somewhere because he wants to know how the other half lives. He doesn't go to the fucking billionaire party. 
the billionaire party should have a song like the monster mash. I was, I was working at Amazon late one night. All right. I'm not going to write that now. What if I wrote the whole song now? What if I took you through my process? What if I was that guy? I was a parody song guy all of a sudden. I was at the Amazon late one night. Uh, I refuse. I will. That's it. That's the only line I'm writing for the uh, the the billionaire bash. It was the billionaire bash. The billionaire bash. It it was a stock market smash. A stock market smash. All right. Um. <laughs> now I want to. Now I want to write it. Now I want that to be that. I, I want to put that on my plate. Dee 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 dee. It was the billionaire bash. The billionaire bash. It was a stock market smash. <laughs> All right. Um, so, 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 yeah. So this is a bonus episode, but not really. I mean, this is the this is episode fifty one, but it's a it's this is you know what in the spirit of Halloween because that was a Halloween episode. Uh, that episode was disguised as episode fifty one. This is the true episode fifty one. So if you have that episode from last week, cherish it, hold it close to your heart, and understand that it'll never be uh, out there for human consumption ever again because. I've grown soft in my old age and uh, and actually care about people a little bit and, and respect their feelings and thoughts. Because uh, quite frankly, I didn't have to call anybody. I didn't have to fucking let anyone know anything. I got to just put it out there and let it stand on its own merits because it was a fucking great episode and a great goddamn story. And it was fucking badass. But uh, because I care about this person, I was just like, hey, just giving you a heads up. And uh, and then uh, and and oh, my. Oh, my. Did that. And that did that immediately put a U-turn on my plans. I think the only good thing is that I wait. And you know what? This is so weird. You know, Scott, I remember I talk about blind Scott on here and please don't bust my fucking balls. Cause I call them blind Scott. And then in my head, I'm like, why the fuck do I call this guy blind Scott? Well, because he's blind and his name is Scott, which is fine. But blind Scott is a guy called blind Scott. And then in my head, I'm like, quit calling this guy fucking blind Scott. He's a nice guy. Why would you? And then look, by calling him blind, it doesn't mean he's not a nice guy. It's the truth. But it's just like you wouldn't call a guy Fat Larry. If you knew, if you had a buddy named Larry and he was totally fat, if you called him Fat Larry, you'd be a jagoff. Unless, I mean, I guess it would stick in high school or something. And then eventually when you're getting out of college, he's he's now Fat Larry forever, which is bad. That's just bad news. Because I'll tell you what, my older brother in his crew, like I'm Schmitty in my crew, you know, with, with my friends. Uh, but But my brother Lenny in his crew, he's Fat Man. Like his buddies, John and Tim and, and Danny and these guys, they all call, hey, what's up, fat man? Or, hey, where's the fat man or whatever the fuck? And I'm like, D- I would I would be a a never ending carnival of punching if my friends called me fat man. I would I would just it would be terrible. It would just be ground pound fucking city. What the fuck? Don't call me that shit. You know that. that and that because that again, he's he. And look, I don't know if they do it now because I didn't talk to Lenny for 12 fucking years. He might not even talk to these fucking guys anymore. He might have taken matters into his own hands. He, he, you know what? He may have killed them and boiled their heads and made head cheese and he has their skulls in a closet. I got no fucking idea because I got to be honest. That's the thought that would go through my fucking head if for fucking 30 years. People kept calling me fat man and be just like, are you fucking what are you? What am I? William Conrad? Get the fuck out of here. There's no Jake here. There's no ampersand here. There's definitely no fat man here. I mean, there's certainly a fat man here, but not the fat man. I don't call him fat man. Fat man. Step the fuck off. Um... How did I, I pinwheel into that bullshit? I don't even know. Uh, nicknames, Schmitter, not caring. I don't know. Uh, it, it doesn't matter. Here's the, <laughs> let's go back and write the billionaire bash. Dun, 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 dun. It was the billionaire bash. It was a stock market smash. All right. <laughs> now everything's cool. Bezos is part of the band. Um, 
So there you go. You got a bonus episode. I mean, I guess it's not really a bonus episode, but again, I, I reached out. Oh, oh, that's it. Blind, blind fucking Steve. Uh, blind Scott. Who's Blind Steve? Has he showed up? Blind Scott is a... Uh, so anyway, so calling him Blind Scott is fucked, I thought. And then I actually busted my own balls, I think, on the show about it. I'm like, don't call him fucking Blind Scott. What the fuck's wrong with you? Which I'm kind of doing now. And then uh, Blind Scott reaches out to me. Um, he didn't make contact because he doesn't know where I am. He's blind, of course. But he's reaching out. <laughs> and uh, and he's like, dude, no, you can call me Blind Scott. That's totally fine. I'm like, eh. I go, it just doesn't seem nice. It just seems like a shitbag thing to do. And he's like, no, it's fucking fine. And I guess... Uh, maybe, you know, people don't mind getting a nickname that's because, because again, he is, he's come to grips with this thing. It's that, look, if he was like some kid who got, was like, he just got blinded yesterday and I was like, Hey, hey blind Scott, then I'd be a cunt. I mean, then nobody wants to fucking hang out with me at that point. Um, but I guess the very fact that, you know, he is, he's come to grips with the fact that he's blind Scott. And, and so he's fine with it. Anyway, he reached out to me and he sent me a text and uh, he was very nice. And he's like, oh, my God, that is a great story. Uh, I really enjoyed it. Uh, I hope you got permission to tell that story. Uh, and it was his text that made me just kind of go, because I, I literally, I was like, at first, at first, I was fucking mad that he would even write that text. Yeah, uh, I don't need any fucking permission to talk about shit. What the fuck? Wait, you know, it's my show, motherfucker, and my stories and my life. And if I fucking want to tell a story, I will. Uh I didn't, you know, it did. It didn't occur to me that it was anything I was going to have to get fucking permission for. I, I, you know, I've been certainly a lot better the past two years about changing names or moving shit around, which is fine because I don't want. I just don't. I don't need to get fucking elbowed by somebody as they walk by me one day because I talked about the time I saw them naked. Um, but but his text, it was. I I admit, I was pissed. I'm like I, I'm glad you like. In my head, I'm like, I'm glad you like the show, but I mean, I don't have to fucking get permission from anybody. It's my fucking show, man. Uh, and then, and then uh, it, it made me think I, I thought about it because I think he sent the text on because uh, the show went up last Saturday last week. Oh, Christ. <laughs> and then I think he wrote me the text on he might have been Sunday um, or maybe even Monday. I can't remember. Whatever the fuck, because the show was only up for a couple days. And uh, and then it made me go, all right, well, you know what? Maybe I give that person a heads up. And so I did. I And I, I contacted uh, this person and I was like, hey, you know, just letting you know. Uh, and they were like, nah, it's all good. No problem. And I said, cool. Uh, and then a day went by <laughs> and guess, guess what? Everything changed. And then, uh, and then, like I said, I spent three hours trying to go, look, uh, listen, uh, you, it's, it's a story. It happens to all of us. It's a, you know, whatever the fuck I tried to, I tried to, uh, to appeal to somebody's better nature. Uh, not even that. Fuck that. I tried to basically say, look, well, what I, look, I'll be honest with you. You know what I try to do? Uh, I said, well, you just, you should listen to it. Just listen to it. If you listen to it and, and you still feel this way, then, then we'll, you know, uh, of course we'll, well, I'll consider it and we'll talk. I'm still, I'm still not even committing to take it down. Yeah. No, if you listen to it and you feel this way, then I, of course will, uh, I will consider doing something about this. <laughs> what a jag off. Uh, but I, I couldn't even, I couldn't even get her to do that. And, and she was just like, no. And we talked again. Like I said, she had concerns. And so I was like, all right, man. I, I, and so it's down. And uh, and that's a long way to tell you that if you have last week's episode, cherish it. Because I even had to say, I go, look, it's been up for two days. I mean, it's been it's literally been downloaded thousands of times. And uh, and and she was like, well, I but if you could just, you know, take it down. And I was like, yeah, no problem. Uh, and then and then I so I can't put it on YouTube is my point. And because I can't put it on YouTube. Uh, 
That's why today we're doing episode 51 of, of year 12 of the 40-year-old boy podcast all over again. Will it be 51A? It might be. I don't know what I'm going to call this thing. I, I don't know, man. I don't know till the end. You know that. Uh, I also don't even know the name of the show. Um, <laughs> Maybe it's softball on the tit. Who knows? Why is that stuck in my head? I've said a million things already. Uh, all right. Well, I'm glad you're here. Thank you for coming and joining me. Uh, we're, we're spiraling into the end of year 12, certainly. And uh, um, what else is I going to say to you guys? Oh, I don't know. Um, what did you do this week? Did you have any, any, any important news? Anything interesting happened for you guys? Uh, <laughs> see, you know, I actually kind of hate this joke construct. So I wish I could take it back, but I can't now. Um, we all know what happened this fucking week. Uh, fuck neck took it in the ass. Finally, 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 our long national nightmare is, uh, pending court, whatever the fuck bullshit. Um, you, you know what happened. I don't need to tell you. And here's, cause that's another thing too, that left me a little, uh, uh, I was waiting to do this show because I, I didn't, I wanted to, uh, I, I wanted a clear idea of what was going to be going on. Uh, I wanted to do a show where we knew who had won the presidential election. So, uh, so I waited, I waited a day, I waited two days, uh, I waited three days and, uh, and, and, and it wasn't going to change. And, and what, in reality, what I should have done was I should have done a show and, and played off that and talked about how we have no idea who's won and who hasn't won. Um, because then next week would, would have been the, the, cause this would have been the penultimate. It is the penultimate episode of year 12. Then next week we could have been like, ha ha, look what happened. All right. We know what happened. But, um, but we also know, cause I am competing with this podcast. I'm competing with every other fucking podcast in the world. I'm competing with social media. I'm competing with uh, Twitter and TikTok and Snapchat and Facebook and every other fucking thing. And, and you guys have got to be exhausted by I, at least I would think so. <laughs> Let's put it this way: from my engagement on social media, I would think that you guys are fucking exhausted because all I've seen anybody post about is this fucking thing, and uh, and certainly that seems to have been the case for the past four fucking years. But certainly this week, uh, everybody had something to say all the time, including me. Uh, I I <clears throat> I I got. Uh, you know, I wrote a lot of stuff on Twitter. I wrote a lot of stuff on Facebook. Well, I mean, I, but they, you know, matching up. Uh, and and I, you know, I got to tell you, man, I I love being in writing mode. I do. I love I love sitting and 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 fire hosing out a bunch of fucking jokes and and uh, and observing things. And I miss that because that's again, that's what I did in my stand up career. If I was emceeing and something was going on, like I said, I, I that's. I made my bones in Chicago the night of the OJ chase because I was emceeing at the womb and I would go on stage and uh, between every act I had new jokes, Um, which, you know, that's that's what I did. I loved it. And uh, and so that was, you know, a night that some Chicago comedians are like, holy shit, you know, like we noticed this guy now. I I was on the I was on the radar. They all thought it was funny anyway, but then you could kind of see that happening. Um, so I did that, you know, with Twitter and, and, and so then when it came time to record here in my brain, I was like, this will sound so strange because I streamed on Twitch a few times this week, like three or four times and then wrote jokes all week. And in my brain, I was like, 
I, I did I fire off every bullet out of my goddamn gun? I don't know if I did. You know what I mean? And I because also if you've been following me on Twitter or Facebook and then you hear me repeat a joke, you're gonna be pissed. You're gonna be like, ah, oh, fuck. Oh, I see you write a joke and then you gotta fucking bring it to everybody. Blah blah. Whatever the fuck. And because uh, I've talked about this before about the magic of creating in the moment versus writing something and actually repeating it later. And and it just it just you know it. Uh, I don't know how to fucking deal with it. Uh, the lovely and talented Alan Miller who listens to this show, he wrote me ten years ago. Eight, no, probably six years ago, maybe 2014, maybe. I don't know to tell me that what his opinion on the magic of performing all the time and and doing the same bit. Uh, you know, because Stan Hope is always talking about how hard the magic is to recreate when you're doing the same thing for the same people. And so I, 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 I didn't know what what to do about this. I mean, look, I because fuck, how could because how can I not talk about it? It's one of those things where it's like. You guys have heard all week. This is all you've heard all week. We've been, as a nation, we've been on, on the edge of our fucking seats. We've been waiting to see what the fuck was going to happen, which also, by the way, is horseshit. We shouldn't have been that way. They should have never dragged it out as long as they fucking did. You know, they, the, the, it was the network people who made it this horse race construct where they'd be like, oh, you know what? Biden has taken the lead. Oh, Biden has surged ahead in Georgia. Well, in reality, if you want to look at it in, 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 a, in a true context, you know, Biden's not he's not surging ahead. He's not he's not taking the fucking lead. These are votes that have been cast just because you count them in a certain order doesn't mean that he's taking the lead or he was coming from behind. And I and I think, you know, we have huh, we have so much work to do in this country. First of all, before I get into all that bullshit, let's say this. Fuck you, President Fuckneck. Goodbye, good riddance, get the fuck out. I could not be happier with this result. I could not be more thrilled. I And look, I, I, I am a guy who does not want to give a fuck about politics or I, I don't want to make this like my favorite sports team. I don't want to have a pennant that says, yay, Biden, and wave it around and whatever the fuck. I'm not one of those dudes, but this... <laughs> in the parlance of every 80s action movie, this time it's personal. And, I, and I'm telling you, look, it shouldn't be personal to me. 53-year-old white guy. I'm not at any real risk for any of these fucking people. But with the attitude that I have and the way I look at this planet and I look at this country, uh, it was absolutely personal that we needed to get this fucking dude out of the way. Do I think it has fixed everything? No, it is not. It's so funny. There are people who I look, I got, I made jokes on Twitter. I made jokes on Facebook and I got fucking people writing me notes. I mean, I got people, only a couple people wrote public stuff on, uh, like on Facebook, but people wrote me on Twitter. They wrote me DMS and shit. And I got emails and of people telling me to fuck off or, or, you know, telling me about socialism and fucking Joe Biden and sleepy Joe and dementia, all the same right wing garbage talking points that you could fucking imagine came out of Fox news or some OANN hellhole, And they dropped them on me. And, uh, in my response all the time, if I bothered to respond was, I literally would just write, ha 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 Cause, uh, cause fuck you, man. I, I, you know, I'm not, I'm not pretending that the world is now fixed. I've talked about this before. And if these people have listened to the show or knew anything about me or cared to know anything about me, and probably they don't, which is fine. Um, you guys know, you know, I, I was, I, 
I said my piece two weeks ago. You know, I, I, I said this was a vote for civility. This was a vote to, uh, to just, <laughs> even if we bring back the illusion of normal day-to-day interactions with the president, that would be fine with me. And then we work hard to correct all of the things we can that go on behind the scenes. But this is about not having a president who types in all caps this is about having a president who doesn't move his mouth when he reads. This is about having a president who doesn't breathe through his mouth all the fucking time. This, this is about having a president who doesn't think that his doorman should be fired because he didn't say, how are you doing, Mr. Trump, with enough enthusiasm? He, he's this dude... This this is solely for me. This this election. The reason it is so celebratory. The reason and and there are people like and you always hear this bullshit. So much for the tolerant left. Um, the tolerant left. Who I I'm not even going to say I'm even part of that because I'm not. If I if you're out of line, I'll tell you to fuck off. I don't care. Uh, I don't even think I'm part of the left. I I don't know who the fuck I am. I'm Mike. Um, and, and but these people who are like they you know they. So much for the tolerant left, they they say, and they they scoff at the behavior. You know, I I'm recording this on very late on Saturday night, and uh, today was a fucking miracle. Today you could hear car horns from my apartment. Today people were dancing and singing in the streets like it was fucking VJ day, and and there were people who were like, oh look at this bullshit. Oh I can't believe people are doing this. Oh my god. Well you'll see Monday when we go to court libs or whatever the fuck it it. Again, one side's elated and one side's incredibly angry. And that's the way this has been going for however fucking long. But what the angry people don't understand is uh, this this wasn't just about, this wasn't an election where you're like, okay, now the Dems are in. This, this, this was not even, you know, look, everybody, they turned out for Biden because Biden was the guy. Everybody else, you know, I'm sure there are people who love Biden. There were people who wanted other guys, whatever the fuck. But there were a ton of fucking people who just wanted to get that motherfucker to give him to give him one moment of loss in his fucking life. Sting him once. Because, look, this this is a blow. uh against against billionaires this is a blow against oligarchs this is a blow against people who have a silver spoon ju- shoved so far down their fucking throat they have to sit down to get a fucking spoonful of cereal and and this is a way to somehow affect them so they can hear the tiny small voices that are at the bottom of the fucking mountain where they've built their gold palace. You're just reaching out to say, Hey man, fuck you. What you do isn't right. What you do is wrong. What you do needs to be stopped. And he has hurt children and he has hurt minorities and he has hurt immigrants and he has hurt military men who have tried to do the right thing by talking about the bad things that he's doing and and uh and and he's he's just a relentless phony windbag fuckstick fathead 
unserious cunt motherfucker who needs to experience one moment of rejection in his life. I had a person on Facebook, like I, you know, I told you, I don't fight with ghosts. I don't get into these things. I just, I just don't. Uh, and yet I, <laughs> I had to on Facebook this week, just once, just because there was a, uh, a friend of mine. There's, I told you, I think I have, I told you there's a buddy of mine who, uh, he always posts stuff like, you know, like food wars, who makes the best sandwich, all that dumb nonsense. You know what I mean? And, uh, he, he posted a thing that said, uh, it was, it was about Trump. And he was like, cause it was after Trump was tweeting bullshit in the middle of the night. And he was like, why is he tweeting this in the middle of the night? And people are like, he's a dick. He's classless. He's whatever. Or he's great. Or, you know, all the same bullshit that you fucking see from all the same fucking people. And, uh, and I, I, in my mind decided, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to. I'm going to fight this time. I'm going to write something. I just have to, I have to. And, uh, and I, and I wrote because he's a ridiculous bullying, dumb fuck who has spent his entire life getting whatever he wants. And he can't fathom the possibility of being denied something. So he figures he'll just presume it's his and everyone will go along with it because he's been able to just buy things his entire life and wreck shit with impunity and zero consequences. Uh, and I typed that because I wanted to fight. And it's true. It's exactly how I felt. But normally I just scroll past and I don't give a fuck about that kind of stuff. But that time I just, I did it on purpose because I hoped, I hoped anybody would say some shit to me because he always gets people arguing or calling out and fighting and pointing and whatever the fuck. And I, I wanted it. I literally, that's all I was doing. I was, I was, (laughs) I was drawing a line in the sand and I was going cross this line. Come on, please. I'm here. Who wants some? Who fucking wants some? And, uh, and nobody fucking nobody took the bait. A bunch of people liked it, which was super nice. Not even a bunch, a handful. Uh, and then two days later, someone did answer it and it was a granny. It was like an old lady. And she's right. You just described yourself. Uh, and then, you know, moths flew out of her pussy and I'm like, all right, whatever. Um, and I thought about going after her. You know, and, and I was like, what are you going to do? You're going to beat up this old lady. And then I thought about just typing the ha 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 thing. And then I was like, you know what? Fuck this. You know, she's she's already fucking dead. She just doesn't even know it. Just gumming wee back and sipping fucking bad acrid tea. What the fuck? And then writing that shit to me. Get off Facebook, you fucking mummy. Go climb back into your coffin and get a fucking nap. You're going to fucking come after me. You're so fucking ridiculous. You know what? You typed that. You're just describing yourself and you're so fucking wound up. Your denture shot out of your fucking mouth and fell on the ground as if you were shouting it into the air. Your thumbs were so furiously typing that your denture just flew the fuck out and landed on one of your 41 cats. The fuck off my dick. Uh, and I, and I, and I, 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 so I see people when they try to come at me and they're like, well, you know, Biden, he's been in government for 47 years and he's never affected any change. And I'm just like, ha, 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 ha. I don't care. I don't, you're not going to, you're not going to trick me into defending Joe Biden. Let me tell you about old sleepy Joe, Delaware Joe. Why I'll tell you this much. He, uh, He and I once shared a bowl of mush and we only had one spoon, and he said, you take it, and he ate that mush with his fingers. Oh, I'll tell you, I, I couldn't believe the, the grace and class of a man who, with his mush-covered fingers, uh, just allowed me to use the silverware. What a good man. What a good man. Um, 
<laughs> and look, truthfully, I think he is a good man. All right. I, I know everybody's like, well, he smelled a girl. I'm like, OK, I don't know. Fuck. I'm like, I'm not going to get these are the petty arguments that I'm not going to get involved in. He smelled a girl. I don't give a shit. Whatever the fuck. Good for him. Maybe just maybe. What if this happens? What if we get into a fucking treaty situation with uh, North Korea and then they, they bring a little girl to the fucking thing and he smells the girl and they're charmed by it. They're like, oh, we love girl smelling Joe. Let's go ahead and sign this treaty. And then fucking Kim Jong-un just goes out and shoots 41 holes in one and he doesn't build any more missiles. Everybody's happy. Sleepy Joe might be that guy. Who knows? It's like it's like it's like fucking electing a cup of jello as your fucking president. Who gives a fuck? I don't care. Sleepy Joe's a girl smelling motherfucker, whatever the fuck. It doesn't matter. Because because Trump is the kind of guy who's he's had he's had his fingers in more chicks than Earl Anthony's had in bowling balls. Don't you fucking understand this? Whether whether they wanted it or not. And and you defend him. You tell me, oh, Joe's a girl smeller. Okay, well, (laughs) this guy, dude, Trump Trump should get fucking arrested for for eye rape from for staring at chicks. I mean, he's just a terrible guy. And then he's a lout and he and he just He's bellicose and he's, and I've described, I've talked about it on here. I've talked about it on here so many times. He's literally 350 pounds of loose change in a fucking power suit with a red tie that goes down to his fucking low hanging balls and his mushroom cock and whatever the fuck else the, the porn star, one of them who came out and said shit about him said, (sighs) it was, it was a vote against him completely. Do I hope Biden does some cool stuff? Yeah. Do I think he will? I don't know. A little fucking freaked out about it right now, because look, you know, well, let's talk. And again, I don't even know how much to recap because you guys lived this fucking week. You don't need me to fucking talk about it. It's, uh, you know, the it happened on the votes on Tuesday, and uh, and, and first of all, you know, I, if you remember the show from two weeks ago, I was like Biden's gonna win by like eight percent. I think he said he was gonna win by five percent because fucking, uh, I fell for it, dude. They got me. They got me. The fucking polls got me. I followed the polls and and just like I fell for it in 2016, because here's the deal. I fell for it in 2016 and these cocksuckers have had four years to fix it. So I figured, all right, well, they went ahead and fixed their bullshit. So they were saying that Biden was like a nine point favorite nationally. And in some states, he was favored by like 11 and 12 percent in like Wisconsin and shit. And I'm like, all right. Well, if this is the case, I think that's horseshit, but they can't be too far off. Because obviously in four years, they made some improvements. So in my mind, I was like, you know what? Let's filter out the noise. I think Biden wins by four or five percent. Uh, and he wins Wisconsin by like six instead of 10. You know what I mean? I was like, I, 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 I built in my own Mike Schmidt margin of error for Nate Silver and his bullshit. Right. So uh, so then again, just like fucking 2016, the vote is coming in. Uh, now in 2016, I had not cut the cord yet. So I had, I like, you know, you know, I voted and I, I was out all day and then I came home and I watched all night and made jokes. But this time I was home because again, I don't know if you're aware, this is a germ fucking murdering people. Uh, I stayed home and I, I followed along on the internet. So I watched some stuff and I watched all the clips I could. I saw John King doing a, a, a job that I don't even understand. I, I don't know how that dude that is that is a ridiculous talent to be able to do that thing with the board I and to know the names of counties and shit like that. And look, that's that's his gig and he's really good at it. So I guess I'm not that fascinated. Well, fuck you. I am fascinated by it. It's an amazing thing that he does. Um, 
I don't mean to discredit it, but 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 the thing is, if you have a thing where that's your job or that's what you're good at, then of course you're going to do it the best of your ability. And uh, I guess I shouldn't be shocked that somebody does hard work. I guess that's really what I'm saying is I'm surprised that somebody does hard work. Isn't that amazing when somebody does hard work and they're good at their job? Oh man, I didn't see that coming at all. Uh, so so they're do. I'm watching that fucking that dude Kornacki and all these other motherfuckers. But I'm mainly following along on Twitter and Facebook. And uh, I didn't in the in the beginning of the day, I didn't because I knew nothing was going to be good. You know, again, I live in the West Coast on the West Coast. So so any of the early news wouldn't affect me at all. I mean, I, I, I because they're I think the first thing I saw was they called Kentucky for Trump. And uh, and I'm like, yeah, of course they did. Why the fuck wouldn't they? But then I go on Twitter and people are freaking out. People are like, oh, my God, McConnell's going to win. McConnell's going to win. And uh, oh, my God, Amy McGrath. And oh, my God, and fucking Trump won Kentucky. Holy shit. He won it by so much. Oh, my God. And I'm, I'm, I'm looking at this for I was there for like maybe 10 minutes. And then I went, you can't do this. What are you doing? You're fucking murdering yourself. And and I had friends who texted me, uh, listeners to the show, and we were texting back and forth. And and some of them were very frightened. Some of them were very uh, disillusioned. Some of them didn't know what was going to happen. And and I would talk to them. And we would talk and joke back and forth. But then I would I would always say, you you got to stop watching this. You have to pull yourself away because and this is some Zen bullshit for you that I don't really believe me. I don't follow it all the fucking time, but you can't affect anything now. You sent your ballot done. And now it's just a matter of hoping that the right thing happens. And you're not going to watch it and will it to happen. So you need to fucking get away from it, man. You're just driving yourself crazy. And I had a few people who were like that, who were just, they were just like, oh my God, I can't believe you did this. He won Kentucky. It's going to, oh, and I get, and then I look at Twitter and everybody's doing it. So now I realize why well, my friends are doing it because even Twitter is falling the fuck apart because depending on who you follow on Twitter, you build your own echo chamber. So if you build your own echo chamber of people who believe and think like you, and you're all people who thought Trump sucked and was going to get murdered. And then he didn't and doesn't. And he wins the first state and then he wins a second state. And then it looks like he's going to win Florida. Of course, you're going to lose your fucking mind. Because you and all of the people you've surround yourself, you've insulated yourself with all thought, you know, because, again, we all have this thought. You're like. This guy's a fucking monster. Like, how could anybody cast vote one for this cocksucker? How the fuck is this even happening? And then it leads you to start to spin off and think about the world and think about what the fuck's going on. And then, oh, my God. And then also because the early voting was so strong for him, the people who support him were out with their bullshit and their ha ha, you libs. And we own the libs, you cucks and all that bullshit. And the MAGA people were taunting. And, and it's because social media is a cesspool and Sports and politics are interchangeable now. And and so people were rah-rahing for their fucking team. And people are falling behind early in the first quarter. And as I imagine that. Imagine if you walked a basketball game and, and it opens up and your team's down 10 to 2 after the first minute and a half. And then you freak out and you go, oh my God, my team sucks. Never again. They'll never win. I mean, it just it's you're cutting your own balls off. You can't be like that. I recognize the instinct and also all of us were hoping so badly that he would get fucked that when he wasn't getting fucked, it was a drag. So, uh, so that first day, you know, I, I, like I said, I didn't look, I wasn't looking at stuff. I I went in that first time when I heard about Kentucky 
And then I went in, I was like two hours later, I think, and Florida got called. And then the betting changed. I guess there's these online betting places where Biden was a was like minus 240. And then they flipped it and they made Trump minus 240 and Biden was the underdog. And this is before the polls have even closed in California. And everybody's losing their mind. They're like, it's happening again. Oh my God, it's fucking happening again. And and I got to admit, uh, I, I even I, because like I said, I fell for it. I bought all of the polls. I bought all that bullshit. And then I go in and, you know, we had been told Texas was a possibility. You know what I mean? Like all these dumb fucking things that people believed. Well, Ohio's too close to call and he might win Florida even. Biden might just really crush the shit out of him. And then all of a sudden fucking Trump wins Ohio and Florida. And, and you're realizing, oh, no, no, this isn't, you know, it's it's the same fucking thing you went through a few years ago and you're going to just have to hope and hope that it fucking works out the way you want it to work out because Nate Silver, hard as he's trying these days, other polls, hard as they're trying these days, uh, I think their industry died this week. I mean, they'll still try. They'll do what they can to try to gather as much information as they possibly can and try to educate the public in a way that they can. But but I think the general public is ready to fucking stuff Nate Silver into a goddamn locker and fucking leave him there because you convince yourself when you read his poll. And look, this is the problem of the person reading the poll and interpreting the data. Uh, I'm not going to hang this all on Nate Silver because also people see that and they go, oh, we're going to crush him. Just like I thought in 2016, I thought Hillary was a, was a fucking it was going to be a laugher. And then she got beat. So I, four years later, fool me twice, shame on me. I still fell for it again, and then it's a fucking nail biter. So I, I don't know. And look, I, I don't know if it's because they're polling the wrong people. I don't know if people are lying to pollsters, because I will tell you this. This is this is my part of my theory on it. I think the age of trolling has destroyed polling. Because if you get a call from a pollster and you've got time, you know, you know, you know who really killed fucking polling? The jerky boys. That's who the fuck killed polling. Because they showed that if somebody calls your fucking house, you can string them along and fuck around with them and jerk around with them if they're fucking telemarketers or whatever the fuck and record it. It's hilarious. So everybody decided crank calls and pranks and shit like that were funny again. So now if a polder, a poll guy calls your fucking house, well, you'll jerk them off. You'll just be like, oh, yeah, no, my God, I hate that Trump. I hate him. I couldn't possibly. I need to vote for Biden. And then you're laughing your ass off because you fooled it. You fucked with the data. Because it's all about getting over it. It's all about fooling people. And it's all about the big fucking prank. So I really think... That it's not about it's not even about dishonesty. It's not like people are like, oh, you know what? We're totally going to fuck up these polls on purpose so we can get our guy in. No, fuck that. It is about trolling so you can laugh and go ha ha and cause as much chaos as you fucking possibly can as a bit, as a joke, as a goof. And, you know, I told you this, in my opinion, a couple of weeks ago, maybe a month ago or whatever, two months Everybody in the world having the mentality of a stand-up comedian is going to fucking destroy us in the long run. Everybody laughing everything off and and pretending not to be mad when they're supposed to be upset and and just you know anybody everybody looking at everything as an opportunity to score points or 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 get a laugh is going to fucking ruin so much stuff in this country. And I think polling is one of the first casualties because People will happily lie to pollsters, not even as a lie for a strategy, just to fuck with them. I mean, dude, fucking Mex does that shit. 
people text him or they call him to the marketers call him and he fucks around with them. And I'm just, I, and, and to me, I mean, if he, if he wants to do that, that's totally fine. And I see other people do it all the time. There are people who record it. They Stanhope used to do it. Stanhope would immediately record any fucking telemarketer and he would talk to them for 20 minutes. And I don't, uh, <laughs> it, maybe it's cause I can't commit to the bit, but I don't find it funny or interesting. It's just not for me. It's not my thing. I'm, and that's not to say that it isn't funny or interesting. Cause like, Dude, fucking that shit's a cottage industry now. I got to be honest with you. I I don't know a fucking thing about the Impractical Jokers. I know nothing about them. All I know is when I was watching the baseball playoffs, every fucking commercial involved the Impractical Jokers and the fact they now have like eight different shows on TBS or the TBS family of fucking networks. There's some Zoom show they do now where they eat dinner together. There's some show where they have a game show where they host it and they're also on the panel. Then there's the fucking regular Impractical Joker show where they go to a supermarket and they spill some beans and laugh. I don't fucking know what these idiots do. It's not for me. It's not my thing. If you like it, that's fine. But uh, but that has infested the population and made everybody think, because again, you write a joke, you write a joke. You know what I mean? Or you write a funny script, you write a funny script. If you walk into a supermarket and pretend to fall over and knock over a gallon of milk and spill it all over your buddy, then you're what, a TikTok comedian? You're a genius? You're, I don't know what the fuck you are. No, you know what you're doing? You're fucking wreaking havoc under the under the guise of entertainment. And it's not for me, but I what the fuck do I know? Because again, they're bringing Jackass back. So what the fuck? I have no clue. And Jackass is fucking hysterical. I love it too. I, I don't I don't even know what to tell you. I, I, I'm a look, you know what? I'm a study in contrast. That's what I'll tell you about myself, but I know the impractical jokers. I just, I, they must have 10 different fucking shows on TBS because the commercials. And also this made me laugh. Like the commercials, I mean, not funny at all. I, I, I am sorry, but it was like them eating a zoom dinner and like the one guy made spaghetti, but then he was like, oh yeah, no, I have a friend coming over. It was, it was all dumb. The one guy wore like a smoking jacket, like that was going to be funny. But then he, but here's the worst part. He walks in in the smoking jacket. And everybody goes, what? what are you wearing? As if the very presence of a different jacket was enough to make people fucking jerk off with laughter. And I'm like, fuck you. Somebody wore a fucking smoking jacket. Oh, is that, and, and a, or a cravat or whatever the fuck. And these guys are like, oh, oh hilarious. No, it's not fucking hilarious. Any, any show where people have to keep telling you how fucking hilarious something is, just throw it out the goddamn window. And yes, I know on here I've said I'm the fucking man and I'm a genius and whatever the fuck. Yes, throw me out the window too. Who fucking cares? Um, but polling is fucking dead. Dead is a fucking doornail because that day, Tuesday, fucking all that shit's happening and it's super fucking close and nobody knows what the fuck is going on. And, 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 and the best part is, and, and, <laughs> but of course, fuckhead, uh, fuckhead that he is had a strategy and their strategy from the fucking jump was, uh, (laughs) Hey, here's what we're going to do. We're going to fucking tell all of our people not to vote by mail. Uh, and then because of the pandemic, the Democrats will want to vote by mail. So we're going to get this. Now here's the brilliance of our plan. We're going to destroy the post office. And I, I gotta tell you, man, just that, just the the sheer naked cynicism of that plan to destroy and fuck up the post office, to hire that guy, whatever, Miles DeJoy or whatever the fuck his name is, to fuck up the post office. And then to go to hearings where he's like, oh, no, we're not fucking up the post office. And then post office guys are putting on videos going, they are fucking up the post office, man. And, and the post office is a thing. 
It, it was the post office was the first thing that made us civilized, besides inventing guns. Like like we, when you could get a when you could get a guy and a horse to bring a letter from Kansas to Oklahoma, it 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 made us a country. It's it's right up there with the fucking Guggenheim printing press or whatever the fuck. Where you you all of a sudden it was like oh these are these are benchmarks these are hallmarks these are mileposts of fucking civilization. Once you could communicate with people all over the country via horse or then truck eventually, it made us the country we are today. And now you're going after the post office, literally saying you're going to destroy the post office is like saying you know what we're going to fucking outlaw cake. You can't. You can't get rid of cake. People love cake. Cake has a, a, a it's, it's it has to be and it serves a purpose. It serves a function in ways you can't possibly imagine. Nah, we're getting rid of cake. And the best part was all of their fuckhead people because it's sports. They all go, oh yeah, no, absolutely, get rid of cake. Fuck cake, right? Ha <laughs> ha. Nobody likes cake. Get it the fuck out of here. Just like when they're like, hey man, fuck football because that guy took a knee. Yeah, I hate football, dude. You've loved football your whole life. Not anymore. I couldn't possibly watch these guys enjoy themselves and then experience the joy of watching a game that I've loved for 40 years because one guy wants rights. Boo! And then they give up football. And then they and they pretend that they're holier than fucking now. Well, like, you know what, man? You were watching football for 40 years when guys were turning their fucking brains into chowder. Guys were blowing their fucking knees out and getting carted off. You didn't give a fuck what happened to them then. But now one dude takes a knee and he wants his fucking like rights. Not even his rights. He's he's drawing attention to a cause. Boo, oh, I hate you. I hate this. I hate that. Because fucking idiots told you you had to. And that's the same thing with the post office. They're like, oh, yeah, the post office is terrible. We got to get rid of it. What the fuck do you even mean the post office is terrible? We got to get rid of it. Yeah, no, it's always, it's always. Dude, the post office is a fucking miracle. You stick a sticker on a, on a fucking container. And two days later, that container's all the way across the fucking world? Are you fucking kidding me? It's a goddamn miracle. But then you're going to go ahead and step up. Oh, yeah, no, we totally got to destroy the post office. It's great. And like I said, it's like it's like saying we got to get rid of cake. Or or if you're like, oh, yeah, you know what we got to do? We got to totally get rid of fucking uh, shirts. What do you mean shirts? Everybody wears shirts. Well, now I just wear a jacket to cover up your nipples. But yeah, but nobody wants shirts anymore. Shirts are fucking stupid. The post office is cake and shirts. You can't fucking wipe it out. But that was their whole fucking plan. Hey, nobody vote through the mail for us, but all those idiots because they're scared of a germ that doesn't even fucking exist. Ha ha ha. Oh, by the way, I'm sick. <coughs> but don't worry about me. I'm fine because I get to drink four liquid babies and I'm alive. Fuck you, you dick. Uh, but sure enough, they they were like, no, man, it's uh, we'll let them all vote for the mail and then we'll destroy the post office and none of the ballots will arrive. It's fantastic. And they always use this rhetoric for, for a fucking six weeks of uh, election day ends on election day and you don't get to count the ballots afterwards. And everybody's like, no, no, we always have. And they're like, nope, not anymore. We're not doing it. Any, and we're going to sue. We're going to sue you guys. And you know what? We're going to put this new fucking uh, uh, virgin chick or whatever the fuck with eight kids. How is she a virgin with eight kids? Well, I don't know how that works, but we know that she's fucking holy. Anyway, we're putting her on the Supreme Court to go ahead and cinch the fucking deal and close the whole fucking shebang. So uh, she's going to vote for us. So you guys are fucked. Like they did everything to fucking disenfranchise and demoralize people. And uh, you know what? It, 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 it worked somewhat just in attitude, but it didn't work in action because there were people who organized. There were grassroots people who fucking turned out the vote. 
uh, progressives got behind Biden, even though they weren't fucking happy about how they fucking knighted long knives Bernie just before Super fucking Tuesday. And they went ahead and supported him as a candidate. And and the squad rallied people and Stacey Abrams and Alicia Bottoms and these these people and and black activists across the fucking country. Black women activists, quite frankly, get people energized and got them registered to vote and got them to the polls and fucking stood with them. And, and, and yes, there was a groundswell and a lot of people were saying vote and there were people who were behind it. But boy, the people who did the legwork on the fucking ground take a fucking victory lap or 10 or better yet, have people carry you on their shoulders in a victory fucking lap because they were going to destroy the post office and they figured that was just going to do it. They figured people would be demoralized. They wouldn't send in their ballots or they would, and then it wouldn't count because they'd sue and they'd win. And his goal, his, his whole plan was to play, to say the night of the election that he won. Yeah, I won. So we can stop counting now. And, uh, again, in your brain, you're just like, well, you know, it's never worked like that. It couldn't possibly work like that. How could you ever think in your life that it would ever work like that? And, uh, and again, I refer you, uh, let's go point of parliamentary procedure. I refer you to the previously mentioned quote from your host. His name is Mike Schmidt. Remember him? Hi, that's me. I'm at the microphone. And there might've been a quote that I had mentioned earlier in the show. And let's go ahead and see if we can revisit it. And you will think to yourself, because if you're going, Hey, why did he ever think that this would work? Why did he think that this sort of thing was going to be something that happened? And here's why, um, because he's a ridiculous bullying dumb fuck who has spent his entire life getting whatever he wants. And he can't fathom the possibility of being denied something so he figures he'll just presume it's his and everyone will go along with it because he's been able to just buy things his entire life and wreck shit with impunity and zero consequences that's why he thought he could destroy the post office declare victory the night of the election and everybody would just go okay because he's been able to do it his whole fucking life because he had a ton of fucking republican idiots who rolled over grabbed their own fucking knees and pulled them behind their heads so they could expose their assholes for him to put a foot in it after he beat them in the fucking primaries. You got Rubio and Cruz and fucking all these other assholes on their fucking back for him or face down ass up just waiting to get fucking thumbed because they just are scared of his his fucking follower. I don't even know. I couldn't even tell you, dude. It's fucking bananas. So they all worked hard to try to disenfranchise everybody. And here's my favorite thing, dude, because we all knew he's going to do that. You could see this coming a mile away. And uh, I think I talked about this. I might've mentioned this on the show last week, but a dude, he put out a, a tweet and he's like, here's my hot take. Uh, Trump is going to declare victory on election day night, even when the ballots aren't in because, uh, you know, he delayed the mail so long. Uh, he's going to go ahead and just declare victory. And I, <laughs> I retweeted and I just wrote, uh, what did he say? He said, this was my uh, hot take. I just, and I think I just put, I put hot take in quotes. <laughs> because it's like, we all know he's doing this. Everybody's known he's going to do this. You're not, you're not fucking telling tales out of school. So that's what he did. Tuesday night, he tries to declare that he won. And people are like, well, yeah, no, you didn't. And, uh, and then you're, it seems like every election cycle. Now we're always introduced to some new character that you're just like, Oh, who's that guy? Uh, and, and we were all introduced to Pennsylvania's Lieutenant governor, the, the the guy who looked like the undertaker. I mean, all of a sudden this dude, He's 6'10 with a fucking crazy ass, like, uh, I don't even know what that beard, a shock of beard, I guess you'd call it, bald head, and absolutely looks like a dude who's just thrown somebody through a fucking window at one point in his life, and and he becomes this fucking, everybody, Steve Kornacki, all these dudes who just, be, they become noticed, and Pennsylvania's like, fuck you, we're counting the votes, 
And and Nevada's like, because he'd been he'd been trying to hang up Nevada forever because he knew he was in trouble there. And Nevada's like, fuck you, we're counting the votes. And everybody's counting the votes and he hates it. So then he keeps tweeting, this is ridiculous. They're not legal ballots. We've got to throw them out. We've got to get rid of them. This is wrong. And everybody's like, man, just shut the fuck up. What are you doing? We're counting the votes. This is how it works. And I was so glad that people did tell him to shut the fuck up. Now, granted, there was still his fucking cult of personality and, and lawmakers and everybody who's scared of him, governors and fucking bullshit Twitter idiots who are all going, oh, no, the president, this is illegal. The Dems with vote fraud and ballot fraud, whatever the fuck. And all, all the, his fucking kids tweeting like ass fucks, Eric and fucking Don Jr., those dumb fucks frantically tweeting, just losing their fucking minds. And, uh, and it was better and better and better every moment because you could see them realizing that it wasn't going to work this time. Now, they could still go to court. They could still sue, okay? But I think they understood by Wednesday night they weren't just going to be able to hypnotize people into going, oh, okay, well, yeah, you won. Because people weren't going to fucking stand for it. People in the street weren't going to stand for it. People who organized weren't going to stand for it. Other lawmakers, Biden wasn't going to concede. None of these people were going to capitulate to this fuckhead. And he was so used to just fucking bullying people and intimidating them and getting whatever the fuck he wanted that he he just assumed everybody would crumble and they didn't. And when they didn't, that's when he started to panic. And then he called the press conference. And the press conference was glorious. Because if he goes to a rally... He's got a thousand, five thousand, whatever the fuck, uh, stupid people fueling his rally, cheering for him. And he feeds off that. And then he'll sit there and he'll tell you a story about fucking when he was on the set of Dynasty and Pamela Sue Martin winked at him. You know what I mean? He'll go off on those fucking bullshit tangents, uh, which, by the way, if you haven't found this guy, John, I fuck, I can't remember, John, I can't remember his last name. It's the best Trump you'll ever hear in your fucking life because he captures him doing all the, the, the Scooby Doo guy. If you ever just put Trump Scooby Doo. And you'll find the comedian who does it because he does the perfect Trump. His voice is great. The impression's spot on. But then even better than the voices, he's got him talking about ridiculous bullshit because that's what he does. At those rallies, he just wants to hear himself fucking talk and get cheered. So he'll wind up, like I said, he'll just go ahead and wander off into some fucking story about the time Christy and Jimmy McNichol came to his house. You know what I mean? You're like, what the fuck, man? But but people love it. They eat it up. They think it's fucking hysterical because essentially, as I've said, he's me. He's a guy just talking about stream of consciousness stuff. He's he's a stand up comic. He's riffing. He has that timing. Uh, I hate it. I wish it wasn't true, but that's one of the keys to him having this cult of personality is that he has charisma. I wish he didn't. It's fucking awful. But when he, when he, cause he has said funny things, like I said, if he didn't have the nuclear codes, I would have laughed a lot more at this fucking guy. When he called De Niro punchy, when he's like, wake up punchy. That's my favorite fucking thing in the world. I thought it was hysterical, but conversely, when he has to do a press conference, He's not in a room of people who fucking fawn all over him. He's not in a room of filled with adulation. It's people who want to ask him questions and get answers. And he wants nothing to do with that shit. So he'll 
you know, he'll wind up calling on somebody from literally like the Trump Gazette. It's like, when did this become a fucking publication? Uh, and or Lisa Simpson, you know, uh, Mr. Trump, your momentum has a runaway freight train. Why are you so popular? You know what I mean? He calls on those people. But then inevitably he'll have to call on somebody else and he'll call on some chick. And then he'll be like, you're a very nasty woman. Blah, he's just a boohoo fucking idiot. Well, Coming into that press conference, he realized he wasn't stealing anything. He realized that nobody was buying his fucking snake oil and nobody was going to fucking just roll over for him at this point. So he came in crazy low energy. In fact, he just looked dazed. Like he's reading off, he's reading a script because that's when he's at his worst is when he has to read off a piece of paper. If he can just fucking riff about bullshit, then he feels good about it. But when he has to do his homework, he's just, he's, he's essentially, that's who he is. You know who he is? In Dumb and Dumber. Remember when, when they were trying on the tuxedos and Jim Carrey would come in in really nice tuxedos and he'd look totally sad? That's, that's press conference Trump. When he finds the orange tuxedo and he dances in and does a spin, that's fucking rally Trump. It's, it's, it's fucking so you can, it's plain to see. When he can just go off and be an idiot, when he can be an orange tuxedo and just do whatever the fuck he wants, everybody's like, yeah. Uh, but when he's got to do it at the press conference, he's sad. He makes a, he's a, he literally has... Like a boo-boo face. Like you could just see that he's, he's very low energy and he's looking down at the thing. And he's, he's sad because his mom is shopping for clothes and he just wants to go to the toy store. And he's on the ground. She's pulling him because he won't walk. He's like, Mom, I want to get out of here because he wants to go to a fucking rally and, and talk about Catherine Hellman's tits. You know what I mean? It's who he is. So he comes to this fucking press conference and he's... He's, he's an idiot. He's staring down at the fucking thing and he's so low energy. And, and the way I described it was, do you remember? All right. This is a dumb fucking question. Uh, remember after 9-11? When, when you're like, no. Well, I'll tell you what. If you don't remember this, I'm pissed because they told you literally it's built in. It's baked into the brand. Never forget it. But if you did forget it, I will tell you on 9-11, there were these people who were like walking around the street after after the fucking all the shit happened. It happened in the morning. Right. And uh, and then there's fucking, you know, the sky is raining. Stockbrokers and fucking firemen are freaking out. Whatever. Oh, it's bad. It's just bad. One of the worst days in the history of our country. And uh, appropriately, there were people wandering the street. Businessmen with soot on their faces or or policemen whose car had been smashed by a falling girder. And they all had that same faraway stare. Like they had just burned down a village with 48 kids in it. You know what I mean? They, they just walked. They didn't know what else to do. They just walked and looked off into the distance. And that's the energy Trump brought to that fucking press conference because he thought, you know, it was just like any other morning for him. And then the twin jets of Georgia and Pennsylvania smashed into his narrative and left him wandering around the fucking streets gobsmacked because he couldn't fucking steal something. It wasn't a it wasn't the usual bright, sunny day where everything went his fucking way. No, two fucking jets named Georgia and Pennsylvania smashed into his fucking twin towers and brought him to the goddamn ground. And now he's got a face covered in soot. He doesn't know what the fuck to do with himself. And the reporters are just smell blood in the water. They're asking him questions. And I look, they're not carving him up because he's not really answering anything anyway. But then he starts, you know, another thing too, another tell for him when you know that he's fucking freaking out is when he starts to use words that you shouldn't use. Like, like he tweeted out, I hereby claim these electoral votes. It's like, whoa, all right. Oh, okay. 
Hold on a second, King Friday. Uh, I think Lady Elaine Fairchild might have something to say about you hereby claiming anything this morning. Uh, And I also think the millions and millions and millions of Speedy McFeelys who are out there trying to deliver fucking ballots might also have something to say about you and your hereby claiming bullshit that you just tweeted out for everybody to see. I love it when he does it because, again, it makes me it makes me laugh because he. It, here's why it really makes me laugh, because the people who follow him, the people who love him, like they just think that's awesome. And it's like, don't you understand? He thinks he's better than you. In fact, he doesn't even think it. He knows in his heart and brain he's better than you. And you'll support his bullshit because you're the fucking plebs and he's the king and he gets to do what the fuck he wants. So if he can hereby claim anything and you guys are awesome and you're happy about it and you'll still buy his coffee cups and his shirts and his flags and you'll ride your boat parades and shit. He knows he's got you. He knows he fucking owns you so that he thinks he can hereby claim electoral votes and everybody else is like, Hey, fuckhead. That's not how it works. Absolutely not. You don't get to say you were winning Tuesday and now it's Thursday and you hereby claim that's bullshit. That's like, it's like the Super Bowl ended and then fucking fucking two days later, someone's like, you know what? Actually, remember that field goal we missed? We made it. We won the fucking game. We're the champs. Send us a fucking parade. So fucking dumb. But there are people who've let him get away with this for how fucking long? You know, you want to say four years as a president, which is true, but they've let him get away with this for 60 years since he was 15 in fucking boarding school. You know, and, and he dropped the pop fly and then his dad bought a building and put his name on it. And then they made him a fucking athlete. You know what I mean? All that dumb shit. He's lived that life. He's lived the life you always hear about. He is every bad person you've ever seen in an 80s movie who wants to fight you at a ski resort. He's a terrible fucking asshole. And he will. Sure, he fucks the vapid blondes and he and he gets the nicest cars and then he wrecks them and dad buys him a new one. And he's just a bad guy to his fucking core. But there are people who have nothing who look at somebody like that and think that's the life I want. I wish I could fuck the vapid blonde. I wish I had my daddy around to buy me the car that I need. And that's why you get a cult of personality admiring somebody who wouldn't spit on these fucking people if they were on fire. So they start putting out all these fucking lawsuits and they go, Oh yeah, we're not being able to fucking check out the, there's no observers. There's no Republican observers and they're putting cardboard over the windows. And you're just like, dude, quit trying to foment chaos. Quit trying to do this because they're going to count the votes. It's it's, you know what it reminds me of when they fucking in the, in trading places, when they, they put the fucking scam on the Dukes and uh, and the Dukes don't know what the fuck is going on. And then fucking Dan Aykroyd yells that they're going to be buying all the fucking orange juice futures and everybody collapses on them and freaks out. And if you ever watch that scene again, Dan Aykroyd is writing tickets with a smile on his face. But Eddie Murphy is doing this really exaggerated. Uh, bye. And he points at him and he goes, uh, bye. Like he's doing these very exaggerated motions. And I picture that's what the vote counters were doing even though he's trying to sow as much disinformation as he can and shut down buildings. And then his fucking neckbeard idiot fans all go out there. These fucking cantaloupe heads were just fucking yelling at the door. Let us in. They're carrying guns. And, and it's like, what are you going to do? What are you going to, you going to go in with a gun and, and what shoot a vote? Get the fuck out of here. You idiots. 
Uh, and that's, you know, that's going to be the death of this fucking country. These people, like I said before, the people that think they can shoot a germ or shoot a vote or, uh, you know what I'm going to do? I'm, I'm totally going to punch these, these Democrats. Why? Because they deserve it right in their noses. Meanwhile, Eddie Murphy's just going, uh, counted, uh, Biden vote, uh, you know, just, just very deliberative and just getting it done. Trump is, Trump is the female skunk. He's trying to run away as much as he fucking can. And, and Pepe Le Pew is just marching on and will refuse to be stopped. That's the vote count. It's Pepe Le Pew, motherfuckers. He couldn't fucking stop it. Slow and steady mail and ballots come and just fucking, and just fucking wipe this guy out. And it's just, and it's changing all the time. And like I said, they made it into a horse race on the networks. That is one thing we absolutely need to do. We, we need, cause, uh, you know, Trump used to say at his at his rallies and he used to say at all of his fucking press conferences, they they need me. The fake news needs me. They their ratings will go through the toilet if they don't have me. And he's very right. He's he's absolutely right about that. That's one of the reasons why I say I say he's never going to go away. Because for the next four years now we'll get a look back at the Trump years and wonder, you know, how far we've come. They'll 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 look for any way they can to include him in their fucking coverage. He's not going to go away because he is absolute ratings. Whether you hate him or you love him, people are watching him to see what the fuck goes on. Um, and I think it was proved this week because you could have called this fucking race on Thursday. You could have called this race on Wednesday. We knew everybody knew you saw the percentages coming in. Georgia might've been a, a fucking kind of a, a surprise. But fucking Arizona, Nevada, when Fox called Arizona, he lost his fucking mind. He calls up Rupert Murdoch. He's yelling and shit like that. Because again, it's all about optics. And that's, that's killing us. They're like, oh, you called Arizona for us. And it made, yeah, it made it easier. It made it harder for them to steal the election, basically, because they couldn't say it was over. Trump was insisting that it be over that night. He wanted people to call states for him when he was up. And he thought that would be the easy way to steal it. And then Fox didn't cooperate. And he lost his fucking mind. Because again, he's always been able to get these fucking people to do what he wants, but he couldn't this time, but still the networks wouldn't call it still. The networks dragged it out still Wednesday, still Thursday, still Friday. And like I said, they made it into this weird arbitrary horse race. Like Biden has now taken the lead. Biden is, well, no, no, again, those votes are in, just let them count them. Don't give us an hourly update. Don't That's just way. It's a way to keep people tuning in. And that's why I say they need to fucking, we need to figure out a way to step on 24 hour news networks. We need a way to fucking, God damn, there's so much we need to fix. There's so much that needs to be fixed. And then Georgia and then Pennsylvania and Arizona and Nevada, they could have been called, but they absolutely could have been called. But I think these networks have some kind of weird fucking Stockholm syndrome with him. Because in the old days, they would have just called shit. They wouldn't fucking care. But now I, I truly think that A, they need him so badly for ratings and B, he's terrified them by browbeating them and been so abusive to them that he's he's almost like their abusive spouse. And so they cover for him. They covered for him for four fucking years. How many euphemisms have you heard for the word lie over the past four years? How many, how many explanations when he's just stupid, like he does something and it's just, he did it cause he's stupid or he's just cruel. And they'll say, well, this new strategy from the white house, it's just, 
It's all framing and garbage and bullshit because they're terrified that they'll be called biased. When in reality, there, there is no bias to real life. If someone is doing cruel things, if someone is acting stupidly, call them out for being cruel and stupid. Whether they're the fucking president or they're, they're a manager of a baseball team or they're a fucking meter maid, call them out as cruel and stupid and say what they're doing. Say that they're lying. It took them three and a half years to start changing chirons and saying he was rude and he was, he was, he was lying about things. And even then there'd be like Dana Bash on CNN is still talking about pivoting saying, cause he put out a statement like on Saturday or, or I'm sorry, on Friday. And she's like, is this possibly like him? You know, he could be uh, just addressing the fact that he could lose. Now this is a real change for him. And even Jake Tapper at that point is like, no, absolutely not. And she goes, well, I'm not saying it's a pivot. I'm saying he's dipping a toe in the waters of, of reality. Well, dude, if you got a fucking president that you have to explain that he's possibly dipping his toe in the waters of reality, what the fuck do you have? What the fuck do you have? You know, if you hadn't been showing empty fucking podiums in every goddamn speech the fucking guy did in 2015 and 16, then he would have never turned out to be having this cult of persifucking but they wouldn't call it stretched it the fuck out. And honestly, it's almost like they gave him time and room to land a hail Mary to fucking throw a wrench into the work. So they'd have more stuff to cover. In addition to that, they were terrified to call it and be wrong. Even though we knew they wouldn't be wrong. All the percentages were there. They saw it. And yet, and yet, and yet, they wouldn't call it. Thursday, Friday, the AP wouldn't call it. I mean, and you're just like, what the fuck is going on, man? So now we're starting, then people are starting to get nervous. And now even I get to admit, like, I'm like, hey, man, everything I read says he's, he's going to lose. Everything, I, everything says he's going to lose. I go, but there's absolutely room for fucking chicanery if you're going to fucking stretch it out. Like yesterday, it was, it were, yeah, yes, because it's, uh, it's Friday. Judge Alito came out and said, yeah, no, they have to segregate these, these ballots and they have to, and everybody's like, people were explaining, well, don't worry. Judge Alito hasn't really ruled on anything. Philadelphia was already segregating the ballots. And I'm like, no, no, you don't understand the very fact that the Supreme court has now said anything about this election is a bad thing because it should just be called and fucking over. The very fact that Judge Alito is able to say anything while the other judges commiserate and talk about another possible decision, fuck that, dude. That's the whole point. It shouldn't be getting this fucking far, but because you guys won't call it, you won't say it like it really is, you're going to give the opportunity for fucking malfeasance to occur, and that's your fucking fault. But they don't mind because they'll cover the scandal. They'll cover the Supreme Court. They'll cover this. And again, I'm not a guy who's like, oh, the media, bullshit, whatever the fuck. It's so funny how both sides hate the media. You know what I mean? Both sides look at it and go, this is a fucking just, just weaponized weather. That's all it is because it covers the world, except, you know, it's, it's not unpredictable. They can laser focus what they want to focus on. So you got Trump's people who call it fake news. You got the other people who wonder why they won't call Trump out on his bullshit, but it's because they're intimidated by Trump and all of his fucking followers. I mean, how many, t- how many shirts have you seen that said rope journalist, some assembly required shit like that. People yelling and bullying and screaming at fucking reporters, shoving them and, and getting in their faces. It's like, this is a fucking mess. 
But also, you don't do yourself any fucking favors when you don't call the goddamn election after three days. But then again, if they call the election after three fucking days, then those same fucking people with the rope and journalist shirts might show up with an AR-15 and blast up the fucking studio. It's a mess. I don't know how to fix it. It needs to be fixed. I don't know how the fuck they're going to do it. I hereby claim that we need to go ahead and do everything we can to fucking fix this media. But I don't know if that's going to work, baby. Just sowing discontent and piling misinformation on top of one another like fucking cordwood. I don't know what the fuck to do. But they got more and more desperate. Like I said, fucking Uday and Kuse are fucking throwing out goddamn tweets and they're threatening, threatening other Republicans because other Republicans like they're not saying anything. They're not telling Trump to quit, but they're also not coming out and saying, oh, yeah, no, we love him. No. So then they're saying, hey, man, if you want support in 2024, like they're threatening. That's my favorite thing. Fucking fucking Trump Jr. is like, hey, man, if you guys uh, don't want to have bad things happen to you in 2024, you better step up. And it's like, hey, man, your dad's going to be dead in 2024. And if you think anybody's going to fucking follow your lunatic coke fucking freak bullshit, that's not happening. Now, look, you might get some of these fucking biscuit eaters out in the fucking street who follow your dad. They might be stupid enough to think that you're doing the fucking thing. And look, by the way, I'm not talking about everybody. Okay, don't be like, well, some Trump people are salty the earth, whatever the fuck. I don't give a fuck about that. But there are some white supremacist cocksuckers who live with do rags on their fucking heads or just waiting to string up anybody who steps into their fucking yard who follow Donald Trump Jr. and think he's classy because he's railing the fuck out of that gigantic mouth chick from Fox News. And uh, and you and they, they might support him in 2024 because he's still got the brand. But also, if you see him on the fucking news, his, his eyes are rolling like a fucking pinball machine. He's grinding his fucking teeth on the air. How, how fucking, I, I don't know if it's speed or coke or whatever the fuck he's doing. But he's he's grinding his teeth so bad that honestly, by 2024, instead of president, he might just be ready for a remake of deliverance because he is going to fuck his mouth up. But they just it just continues like these. So they start saying they're going to they're, they're going to if you Republicans want to stick around in 2024, you better do. And it's like even then they're like, fuck you, man. Again, they're desperate. So they're fucking launching shit out and they're trying to get people on board and. And we all knew, but they wouldn't call it. We all knew everybody fucking knew and they wouldn't call it. And then, and then finally this morning, Saturday morning, they call it. And, uh, and <laughs> I, I think you saw, obviously you've seen the clips, you lived it, perhaps you participated in it, the joy that people had. It, it really felt like something was accomplished. And again, it wasn't even about like, oh, you know what? Biden. Yeah. Hey, man, Biden seems like a decent guy. Yes. Crime bill. Yes. Smelling girls. Yeah, I know these things. I get it. OK, I'm not I'm not saying he's my favorite fucking dude in the world, but anything he has done pales in comparison to what the fuck this idiot has done for the past four years to what this country was supposed to or thought to be. If anything, you should I should thank Trump for exposing me to see that there needs to be progressivism in this country. There needs to be uh I I don't know if I want to say full blown socialism because I'm I'm fifty three and I don't even know what the fuck that means. But I think there are people in this country who need to be helped and we need to help them. And it was these last four years that really fucking showed me how how fragile Everything is out there. 
and how you need to give a hand up to everybody you fucking can. And to see people celebrating today, coming together, dancing, singing. Yes, I do think we need to end politics as sports. Yes, I do need to think we end the, the cult of personality of, of I mean, even, even Biden's acceptance tonight. Uh, everybody's raving about Kamala's suit her white suit and they're, and they're crying. I'm crying right now. And Oh my God, did you see Biden sprint? I bet Trump couldn't sprint. And it's like, Oh Jesus Christ. Don't, don't put these guys on the same pedestal. You just knocked that guy off of yes. And, and look, we're all happy today. We're all going to be happy tomorrow on Sunday. And then Monday he goes to court and he tries to steal it. And then, but it's time to get the fucking work. And look, I don't know what the fuck that means. Again, I'm hiding in my apartment. I'm not pretending like I'm going to be the leader of some fucking movement, but there has to be a movement. But this weekend is absolutely for, for people to just exhale, for people to hug in the street or to look at one another and go, we fucking did it. We, we repudiated the casual racism. We repudiated the 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 war on on environmental concerns we 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 did what we could to snatch up trump and pence and kushner and fucking miller and pompeo and devos and fucking mnuchin and eric and don and fucking dan bongiorno and fox news and tucker and fucking hannity and and in my mind, the the biggest fucking criminal of all, even worse than Trump, Bill fucking Barr, who who's let them do these things, who's found a way to make it. And also, we haven't seen that fucking guy in forever. Did he die from the germ? Is he still on a ventilator somewhere? We have no fucking clue. When have we we haven't seen Barr anywhere. We just found out that fucking uh, Trump's fucking campaign manager has coronavirus, and he had no mask on in the room with Don and Don Jr. and everybody over the week. So hopefully, I don't know, maybe the germ goes around and fucking takes them all out. I don't know. But again, we haven't seen Barr. Maybe he's dead. Good. This was this was a rebuke of these people and, and getting them out of the way and and the way forward needs to be led. It, it just needs to be, there has to be a change. And now it's funny. You even see Dems starting to eat each other. Fucking Democrats. You, you see fucking, you know, you start to hear all these things that get that get leaked out. And this is, look, by the way, this isn't even just an American thing. You know, he he was voted out uh, when they finally called it this morning. Uh, Canada, people went, they took to the streets to celebrate. Fucking fireworks in England. Church bells rang in France. In Germany, they rang the freedom bell which was a gift from Philadelphia. They only ring it on holidays. So the world recognized what we were up against, what we needed to root out and celebrated the fact that we did it. And that's fine. That's a start. Celebrate it. Enjoy it. Be happy. Because I I tell you this, as I've said before, I, 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 I'm happy I hope Biden can do something. I hope Kamala is, is effective in her role. Uh, yes, I realize, you know, I hope they can flip the Senate in January. Uh, I, I'll, <laughs> I've actually in my mind considered like what I could do. Like, what if I went to Georgia for six weeks to help? Like, I don't, I, it's so fucking weird to feel like this. 
Um, but I, I just think this country needs to give back to the people who made this happen. And by that, I mean black women and, and the youth of this country who stepped up. Cause like I said, seeing Democrats now again, <laughs> I, I hope Biden recognizes who helped, who made this work. But also I'm seeing people like uh, Abigail Spanberger come out and say that she almost lost her race because of Black Lives Matter and socialism, and we need to step on that and get it out of the way. Uh, I've heard rumors that Biden is looking at Meg Whitman to be in his fucking cabinet. Uh, John Kasich has come out and said that socialism will kill the Dems. They need to move to the right if they want to make things work for this country. Um, I heard, again, another story. And again, all this is bullshit. I get this. It's all early. But there was a story that Joe Biden was going to have Dick Cheney advising him on foreign policy. And I, I heard these things and I'm just like, dude, what the fuck is going on? What is wrong? Yes, I, I guess it's neoliberals. And I mean, I heard Susan Rice for secretary of state. And I'm like, what? Is there no bench? Is there no new blood to include? Meg Whitman has done nothing but fail. She's fucking stepped on her clit all the way up the fucking ladder and you're going to give her a fucking gig. Kasich is, is one of the most stringent anti-woman, anti-abortion fucking dudes in the world. And we're going to listen to him. It was bad enough. They let him speak at the fucking convention. Cheney. Like, do I even need to say that? That's fucking astonishing, man. Are you fucking joking? So they, they say that, no, you got to pivot away from socialism, got to pivot away from, you know, because I mean, there's no, there's no spot for Warren in the cabinet. There's no spot for Sanders in the cabinet or no, no spot for anybody they would endorse, whatever the fuck it just, you, you don't deserve this victory. If you don't reach your hand back and pull forward the people who raised you on their shoulders and made it fucking happen. Like I said, black women, like I said, young people, like I said, the Latinos in fucking Arizona, you, you need this country. If, if it's truly a melting pot, which we know it isn't okay. We know it is not. They have done so much to foment fear and foster fear among people. And any other word that begins with FO of fear of the immigrant, the other, the different, the wrong, the colored, the whatever the fuck you want to call them. Uh, I don't mean colored isn't colored like the old 60s. I mean, like anybody who's a different color than you. Any Anything, they they try to make you think that those Native Americans, you know what this fucking, what a disgrace this country is. They stole it from people and then they, they, they won't help them. I mean, the least you could do, the least you could fucking do is, is, is do what you can to help Native Americans for fuck's sake. Uh, black people built this fucking country and, and help them. And now they continue to bail your fucking ass out. Like I told you, I voted the way I voted on everything because I voted for young people's causes. I voted for making the world better for the people who should inherit it. Nobody gives a fuck about me. I'm 53. I'm white and I'm, I'm my time is up. I, like I said, I want to run out the clock. I want to do the best I can to hide and, and wrap myself in a noodle coma and, and find somebody to love and hold and do what you can until it's over. Young people have this world ahead of them. 
They've got school. They've got a, a, a climate change. I mean, dude, climate fucking change. Will somebody take it seriously? Will Biden somehow find somebody, maybe make a new even fucking a cabinet position? You know, I know environment is supposed to take care of it, EPA, whatever the fuck, but maybe maybe it's such an emergency you try to create something else. I don't know. But something has to change. People have to be helped. And you have to acknowledge the people who put you on their shoulders and made this fucking happen and took out what was the greatest existential threat to this country's morale, if not to the country itself since Nixon. And I only know that because of fucking Jesuit. And yes, Clinton, bad. Everybody bad. I know you go. Everybody's got their bullshit. Well, what about this guy? What about that guy? Reagan was a monster. Yes, I, I know these things. And and I know this country isn't everything that I thought it was. And I'm seeing the see me underbelly. You know what? I feel like I feel like Kyle McLachlan in, in fucking blue velvet. When when he he keeps, you know, he turns over the rock and you see the fucking ants just fucking eating one another. And then you run into Frank Booth and fucking Stockwell. And you're, you know, you're just, you were going a second ago, you were in high school and now you got a scarred up naked Isabella Rossellini tumbling out of your hedges. And you're like, what the fuck is going on, man? This used to be idyllic. Now it's a fucking nightmare. And we can't forget the people who are fighting to make sure it isn't a nightmare for their lives. We need to end so many things. We need to fix so many things. We need to change so many things. But I can tell you this. We made a good start of it today. When they called it for this fucking guy, even better. (laughs) Aren't you just happy that these low rent motherfuckers are going to move on? They can't grift anymore. They can't sell fucking rubber stamps of, of his, his Palestine deal coins with his face on it. Thousand dollar bills. And again, they've done that. There was an Obama Chia pet. I know this, but that was done by novelty companies. The Trump people are marketing this shit themselves and they're selling it out of what they're calling the white house gift shop. It's a fucking nightmare. This, this rinky dink bullshit. You know what? When you were a kid, you ever have a carnival come to town and the carnival stays for four days, you know, it's there like Thursday night, maybe Friday, Saturday, Sunday, packs up Monday and leaves. Well, this is just like that, except they stayed four years instead of four days, but they still fooled you in every game. They still sprayed Pam on the glass sheet. So your dime would never stay. They still cut off the water pressure in your water gun so you couldn't inflate the balloon and you never got the big toy on the top fucking shelf. They still had a fortune teller who told you everything was going to be fine and your fucking history and your future, you had money and all of these things just to keep you placated so you wouldn't question them when they were stealing your money at the other fucking exhibits. They had a freak show. They had the Conway family and their fucking daughter tweeting out bullshit and then the two of them one's for one's for the republicans and one's for the democrats it's the conways today it ain't fuck off man 
a freak show of the kids and a freak show of all the Fox News people. That you, you walked through and 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 you saw every bearded lady, and they fucking put them out there to fool you and and make you think that you were better than them. And they also had a fucking medicine man at the fucking top who sold you his five dollar elixir for a buck when in reality it was worth a fucking nickel. It was it was cat piss and aspirin and they mixed it up and they sold it to you and you bought it because you know what? It's the carnival. It's fun. Let's take a souvenir home. And for four years we've been trapped in this bullshit carnival and it's finally picking up and moving out of fucking town. And, and there was no better ending than this afternoon when, when Rudy Giuliani calls a fucking press conference to announce all of his evidence of voter fraud. And it's supposed to be at the Four Seasons, and everybody thinks it's at the Four Seasons Hotel, but it turns out it's at the Four Seasons Landscaping Company right next to an adult bookstore. Because these fuckheads don't get anything right ever. And then they can't be bothered to fucking fix it. Rather than cancel it and do it tomorrow at the Four Seasons Hotel, rather than postpone it. No, you know what? We'll make this work. We'll make this work. They're the assholes who fucking put a clothes hanger on a TV antenna. They're the fuckheads who... who put a fucking duct tape piece of cardboard in place of a broken car window. And they've been running this country and ruining it and rinky dinking the shit out of it for four fucking years. And to see them go, well, we can make this work. And Giuliani's in an alley in the shadow of an adult bookstore sign trying to talk about voter fraud. And while he's doing that, they notify him that the race has been called against his fucking boy, his big damp boy. And he does this exaggerated thing with his arms where he's like, oh, the media called it the media. I guess they're the the know all the be all. And it's like, you know what, man, you can make fun of the media all you want. But you're the one who's doing a press conference in a rat infested parking lot because some ass fuck couldn't be bothered to make a second fucking phone call. <laughs> you fucking idiots. Nice. You're giving a speech that's glory hole adjacent. That says presidential, if anything fucking does, you dumb fucking clowns. And we've got 74 fucking days. There's 74 days left in this administration. So they're still on our watch. They're still going to do dumb shit all the fucking time. I'm waiting. I'm sure fucking Trump's going to try to make racism a state or he's going to have a drone strike on Cher's house or some dumb shit. So be prepared for it. Be prepared, wait, because they will do dumb things. They will try to fucking make you sad or mad or provoke. They will have some way of, of fomenting some sort of chaos. They will, they will figure out a way to make me use the word foment another time in this podcast, whatever the fuck I, they, they're the cruelty is the point. And I think we all know that the only bottom that this administration has is fucking Lindsey Graham. You guys can get me at Mike at Mike comedy.com. You guys can be my friend at facebook.com slash the 40 year old boy. You can follow me at twitter.com slash the 40 year old boy. I'm there doing things. I was very active this past week. I had fun writing jokes with laser like precision. Oh my God. I'm good at it. 
Uh, you can follow me at Instagram and Snapchat as well. Mike four zero Y O B. I did nothing on there this week. <laughs> I did not post an Instagram photo. There were no Snapchats that were released. I'm also on TikTok at Mike four zero Y O B and still mustering up the courage to do something stupid on there. Won't that be fun when I get involved with that? Uh, the guy who streamed on Twitch this week a few times and wrote a bunch of fucking jokes and was like, "Woo, I might be creatively, creatively tapped out. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm so winded from jokes. Uh, so follow me at all those places, Instagram, Snapchat, and TikTok, Mike40YOB. You know, I'd be more inclined to do some TikToks if I had an audience. See, look at me hanging it on you guys. It's your fault. I don't want to earn you as an audience. I want to go ahead and say, until there's an audience, I won't bother. I'm a liar. I'll do something. You know what? This week, I'll do a TikTok. I'll do one just for Leona Dixon, uh, super fan and great friend. I love her, Leona Dixon. And she was the one who said, you could do some stuff on TikTok. You know who else has been trying to get me on TikTok? Lily Von Stupp. Remember her? Lovely Lily, our uh, our sister, our compadre. She's like, you should do some TikTok stuff. I'm like, you should mind your own business, madam. Uh, but I will this week. I will do one TikTok video. I will figure out how to do it and we'll see what happens. Um, so go find me at all those places. Uh, our web guy is Ryan Dirks. He's the coolest. Let me go ahead and drink some water again. He is a great guy. Ryan Dirks can be found at facebook.com slash Ryan Dirks. Write him a note. Our buddy KC does all of our, uh, helps us with our YouTube stuff. Thank you, KC. You're a man among men. I appreciate all of your help. Uh, and of course, David Hernandez, the lovely, the talented, the one that we all enjoy and love uh, as, a, as if he were a brother of ours, as if he were a blood relation. That's how much we love our boy. And uh, he is out there doing the hard work, doing the big work. You know, he does all the artwork and the music for this podcast. You can be his friend at facebook.com slash David Max Hernandez. Reach out. You meet out and Dutch. Dumb buddy's hand, make this, uh, make this Merle a better pace. Ip do tan, uh, go ahead and find our good friend, Max, facebook.com slash David Max Hernandez. You know, like I said, he does the artwork. If you go to, if you become his friend on Facebook, you can go to his photos, see the artwork he's done for my page. See the artwork he's done for the West side 86 jokers page. See the artwork he's done for his closed group. This is dumb. That's dumb. You're dumb. I'm dumb. It's available for you to join right now. Send him a note and he'll send you a thing that says, okay, let's have you in the club. And you'll say, yay. And he'll send you some questions and you'll answer them promptly. And then you're in the club. Although there's been some shenanigans in that club. From what I understand, they're on the, they're on Facebook's uh, bad side. They're on the watch list. They almost got banned. And now uh, like the, only the moderator can approve stuff. It's uh, look, man, it's chaos over there. You should go join it. Go get in there. Hop on a boat with Martin Sheen and take a, a fucking boat ride down the fucking Mex River. Go meet a tiger in the this is dumb, that's dumb, you're dumb, I'm dumb group. It's going to be uh, it's very cutting edge. Go do it right now. Um, he's got his group. He does the artwork for me. And also, you know what? The man has a podcast. What? Yes, he does. He's got a podcast called the Flem Cat Podcast. It's available right now in the iTunes store. You can check it out. You will love it. It's filled with uh, with your huckleberry, David. As he spins yarns and tells you stories from his life, he comments on things that are going on in the news and in the world. And, uh, and he also does a ton of music. There's some great ads because, you know, he does cool music for this show, but he has amazing music for his podcast. The Flemcat podcast is available right now in, uh, in the Apple uh, podcast space or the iTunes store, however you want to call it. Uh, but it's available right now for you to go ahead and download and check out and listen to and subscribe. There's a, there's a million episodes. You'll hear uh, Snaggle Dick the Fuckhead. You'll hear all of those guys available on the show. You'll hear Dave just fucking bust out his guitar and go to work. 
Uh, you'll hear a song about a moose. All sorts of great things are available. If you listen to the Flemcat podcast, available right now in the iTunes store, the Apple podcast space, or wherever you get your finer podcasts, subscribe now and download all of them and listen and tell him you love it. Leave a review in the iTunes store if you would. That would be great. Uh, he does that podcast. It's amazing. And like I said, he does the artwork for his podcast. He's created characters for his closed group. Does the artwork for me here. And he can do artwork for you as well. What? You know, the holidays are coming up. If you'd like a painting of somebody special, if you'd like him to do something in oil or watercolor, oils, oils, you better book them now because that takes a while. But watercolor, you know, you can book that. Anything you need, anything, any, any art stuff you would actually want, any portrait of a family member, anything of yourself, he can do it. The man will step up and make it work. He's fantastic at what he does. Uh, like I said, you can find him at facebook.com slash David Mex Hernandez, and you can go to his website and see a bunch of other cool ass artwork that he's done. And, uh, and that'll give you an idea. Maybe it'll put you in the frame of mind of exactly what you want from the man. Uh, but trust me, you definitely want something from the man. So uh, facebook.com slash David Mex Hernandez. And also go to his website, artbydmh.com. That is A-R-T-B-Y-D-M-H dot com. You're listening to The 40-Year-Old Boy and later, Takedown, Inside the Beltway with two of podcasting's top pundits. You're listening to Takedown. Kevin, what was that? It's my new voice thing. Check it out. Takedown. That's great. I love that. You say something. Our guest tonight is Senator Orrin Hatch on Takedown. Takedown. What else can I do? Check this out. It's got a billion of them. You're listening to Takedown. 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 I like that. That's weird. You are listening to Takedown. Cutting through the noise to bring you the facts. Takedown on the Mike Schmidt Podcasting Network. Senator, you got to try this. You know, there's actually another point I wanted to make. I spaced out. Uh, you know, I talk about how, like, the media has Stockholm Syndrome with this dude and how they fucking just tiptoe around him and he let him do whatever the fuck he wants. And nobody really calls him on his bullshit and he just shouts them down and then his fucking follower, all the, all the dumb shit. You know what I'm doing. I'm, 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 I'm not telling you anything you don't fucking know. But now that he's lost and he, he's... He's fighting it to the bitter end. Like he's refusing to give up. He's going to take it to court and he's going to take it to court Monday. And they're going to sue in Pennsylvania and going to sue in Arizona. They're going to sue in Nevada and possibly North Carolina, even though, Hey, you won North Carolina. I don't care. I'm suing them too. He's just that guy. And everybody's treating it like it's normal. Like some of the news people are kind of backlashing. Anderson Cooper said he looked like an obese turtle flailing in the sun. Jake Tapper said he looked pathetic. I mean, the gloves are off with a little, a little bit with these people, but, but I'm still seeing like the New York times and, uh, and look, and also quit giving these fuckheads jobs. Why is Rick Santorum on fucking CNN? He brings nothing to it because he's supposedly the other side and you get to hear from the other side. Well, everybody's fucking center right anyway. So get rid of that fucking guy. He's a laughing stock, but he's another one who this week, he literally said, he's like, you know what? Uh, this this is a tough loss, man. Like you need to let Trump decompress, and you need to let everybody around him go ahead and uh, and and start to accept what's happened, and then maybe he can come around to the idea of no, 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 no. Fuck you, man. You lost. Remember, remember when they these people said fuck your feelings? They wear shirts that says it all. That say it all the time. Lock her up. They hate Hillary. She's a fucking skank. All those all the bullshit they've said. All the fucking vitriol they've thrown at everybody. And now we're supposed to understand them. And this isn't fucking new. Okay. This is shit that's going on for four years. They always go to some diner 
in in fucking Indiana. And they're like, well, over cornmeal mush, Bob and Lou went ahead and told us this horrible thing about why they felt sad that their uncle thought that they were not nice because they like Trump. And it's like, you know, well, they need to understand us. They need to know that we're the you know salt of the earth. Whatever the fuck these stop. Stop with these assholes in diners over an omelet. We talked to Bucky who was very disappointed in the fact that Joe Biden wanted to reach out to China. Well, China Joe's in the pocket of the Chinese. They said, shut the fuck up with these people supporting him. And, and why do we have to fucking care what these, uh, and, and again, I hate to make it this, but it's fucking true. Why do you care what these white people fucking think? Why do you care what these, because again, we know what they think. They hate liberals. They hate everybody who's against Trump. And that's that. Why the fuck is it always Democrats or, or whatever you want to call them, the left, who has to understand these people? Why don't you go talk to some black women in a fucking diner and find out how they feel about things? Find out about their lives. Quit trying to find these ass fucks over pancakes and, and learning how sad they are that the government doesn't understand them and, and libs think they're mean. It's like, what the fuck? There was a guy yesterday. He fucking tweeted well earlier today. Now it's fucking late, but fucking he tweeted, uh, you know what you need to do now? He goes, all Biden. If you voted for Biden right now, you need to find a Trump supporter and need to reach out and need to understand them and you need to tell them that you understand how they feel because you felt that way in 2016. And I retweeted that guy and, uh, and you get 200 characters on Twitter. And I wrote, fuck that with 195 views. <laughs> because, uh, you, you're kidding, right? Wait, no, hold on. Fuck F C K seven. So 192 U's because there's a space between fucking that. God damn. I know one of you assholes is going to bust me on that shit. But I, I just was like, fuck that. Quit telling us. Quit telling people who hated this fucking guy that we need to understand why people liked him. A lot of us understand why people liked him. He let them take the mask off and be racist cocksuckers in fucking public. Or. It's the other way. Your 401k was doing well. Cause I see that now all over on Facebook guys who are popping in and going, well, I hope your fucking 401k is going to 401k is going to disappear under Biden. It's like, Hey man, I, you know what? There's a lot of fucking people in the world who don't have one K let alone 401 K's. So get off our dicks right now. I just like some civility and I'd like this fucking country to be a good place for everyone who lives here. And I want people who do live here to feel comfortable living here and be happy. And, and let's welcome other people who want to experience what was called an American dream. It wasn't, it's not the American 401k, you fuckheads. And yes, I know money's important money for families, money for college, but now there's this anti-college bullshit. I saw a guy on Facebook. He posted this thing where it was like, uh, some professor said, or some guy said, Hey, the days of someone spending $70,000 a year for four to 15 years to try to learn something from a guy who read a book once and never actually did the thing is f- hopefully ending in my lifetime. And everybody's like, let's hope. I'm like, why the fuck do you want to end college? Yeah. Let's end fucking ridiculous amounts of money for fucking college, but don't end education. I, I don't understand There's so much work to do. There's so much work to do, but I forgot to mention all of all of the people who voted for Biden now have to understand why the, the Trump people are mad or sad or angry or, you know, for four fucking years, you've been told to understand these fucking people. And 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 we understand them very well. They hate anybody who doesn't like him. They want to lock up 
any authority figure who isn't him. And for some reason, they think it's hilarious when people in his orbit are mean or fucking rude to people. They think, aha, we own the libs. Yeah, we got to fuck your feelings. But then everybody's supposed to care about their fucking feelings. It's a goddamn mess. (laughs) Hey, you know, we got sponsors. We do. Our fantastic and lovely friend, Fearful Jesuit. He is our best guy in the world. Uh, He has the Paranoid Strain podcast. Now, let me tell you this. Uh, He's got a new one out. You know, I told you all uh, last week about the second part of the Nixon one, but he also has a new podcast out that is about uh, Election Day. And uh, and I must tell you, I have not listened yet because I knew I was doing my own Election Day podcast and I didn't want to listen to his and be uh, and hearing concepts or ideas that he might say. I That's how I like to handle it. I don't like anything to permeate into my brain. This will sound weird and I, I'm not equating myself to him. But it's like when Robin Williams would go watch stand up and inevitably something would sink into his fucking cerebral cortex and he'd regurgitate it on stage six months later. And it wasn't his bit. Well, if I listened to fearful Jesuit be all fucking great and sharp and awesome and fucking cutting edge and brilliant about election day, and then I've got to do my own election day show. Inevitably, I'm going to be holding myself to that standard and then thinking that I'll never be able to meet it and worrying and being upset. And, uh, and also I just don't want any other of those ideas or those approaches, uh, in, in my skull. And I know that sounds, uh, terrible, but the good news is I have that show waiting for me to listen to now. Once I've completed recording this, see, ha ha. How can you have your pudding if you don't eat your meat? Well, right now I'm eating my meat all over you motherfuckers. My pudding is chilling and waiting. Uh, but you can go download it and listen to it. I think some of you have probably already listened to it. It's the Paranoid Strain podcast available right now in the iTunes store. Go ahead and download it and uh, and check it out. It's, a, it's the Election Day special. It's going to be amazing. You're going to love it. I can't wait to hear it myself. It's there waiting for me, and I'll be able to talk about it a little bit next week. But you'll have heard it by then, and you'll be thinking to yourself, wow, I can't wait to hear what Mike says about it. Well, tune in next week. Uh, during episode 52 of year 12 of the 40 year old boy podcast. And, uh, and I'll be telling you, uh, whatever I can about it once I listen to it. So please check out the paranoid strain podcast with fearful Jesuit, write him a note, the paranoid strain at gmail.com, the paranoid strain at gmail.com. Do you want to know what Dana unicorn likes to eat for dinner? Write him a note. Do you want to know how he gets his mellifluous tones? So perfectly done in the broom closet, write him a note. Do you want to find about that uh, that Nixon land dude whose name escapes me right now, but who's fucking tearing it up all the goddamn time? You want to find out where you can meet him? Write him a note. The Paranoid Strain at gmail.com. The Paranoid Strain available in the Apple podcast space. Leave a review, please. That would be helpful. Uh, and again, he'll then think that that's effective to advertise on my show. And look at the fun we'll be having together. Won't that be grand? I think it will. Check it out right now. The Paranoid Strain podcast available in the iTunes store. Go hear it. Go get it. Go download it. Go listen to it. Speaking of podcasts, did you know that I'm in the Misfit Toys co-op? I am. It features Never Not Funny. It features Doug Loves Movies with Doug Benson. Oh, I should say Never Not Funny with Jimmy Pardo and Matt Belknap, Elliot Hochberg, and Garen Cockrell. Might be Elliot Hochberg, but I think it's Hochberg, but I don't know. I'm not sure. Elliot, we know who he is. He's the Captain Video dude. Uh, you know, the Todd Glass show featuring our great friend Todd, uh, the No Fun Show with Jen Kirkman. All of these are available now in wherever you get your best podcasts. Uh, I know that Never Not Funny has the, if you get your finances in order, you can get a bonus show every week too if you join and pay. Uh, all of it is out there. All of these people are brilliant and all of them are waiting for your ears. 
They want to bring you as much important things uh, and funny things as they possibly can. Never Not Funny, Doug Loves Movies, Todd Glass Show, and No Fun with Jen Kirkman, available right now in the iTunes store or wherever you find your finer podcast, Spotify. We're in Spotify. Did you know that? It's pretty cool. I like being there. Uh, and you can go ahead and download those shows and check them out. They do great work. And I'm, I'm proud to be affiliated with them. The Misfit Toys Co-op uh, brought to you by Art19. When you want to be in a co-op, go to Art19. I don't know. What the fuck? I'm making shit up. Uh, you want to hire me to do a cameo? You can do that. I'm happy to tell your racist uncle that Trump lost. I'm happy to tell your liberal aunt that Biden needs to get his fucking shit together. I'll do whatever the fuck you need me to do. It's 20 bucks. The holiday season, for fuck's sake. Get me on board, man. Send me some dough. Happy to do it. Go ahead and bring me on board. Hire me for Cameo. Book Cameo.com or get the app and put it on your phone and uh, and then hire me to do whatever cool thing you want me to do. I'm happy to do it for you right now. Right now. This second. I'll stop the show. God damn it. Book me immediately. Uh, if you want to help this show financially, which I think you do because you're the coolest person who ever lived, it seems really like I'm laying it on thick, but it's money we're talking about here. You know, you can go to patreon.com slash Mike four zero Y O B that's patreon.com slash Mike four zero Y O B and, uh, and get me on board with you giving me cash. That's fucking cool. Support this show because if there's any time that would be a good time to support the show, it's right now, man. Times are tough all over. Things are a coin flip everywhere. And uh, and let's thank our newest patron at Patreon. Ladies and gentlemen, I know you were thinking that I wasn't going to get this person on board, and yet I finally have. That's right. Stepping up to the plate and becoming a monthly patron on Patreon. Neglectoid. That's right. Neglectoid has stepped up. I don't I don't know if that's a you know, here's what I think. Here's and I'm going to tell you this. This is my total. I don't think it's a person. I think it is a sentient ATM machine that somehow picked up vibrations of this show and loved it. And it has been skimming a penny off of the first 500 transactions of every day, the first day of the month. So it can become a patron to this show. I love it. I'm excited. Thank you. Neglectoid for jumping onto the Patreon bandwagon. You're super cool. And I appreciate it very much. Don't tell the bankers and don't tell the people who have accounts there because they'll be furious, but maybe, you know what? If you tell them, Hey man, it's all about cool comedy. They'll be like, you know what? This guy rules. And you'll be like me, beep, bop, blorp. And they'll be like, no, Mike Schmidt. You're like, what about neglectoid? What about neglectoid? Do you not love neglectoid? And they'll be like, well, you stole from us, Neglectoid. And then they'll be, I don't understand. Does not compute. And then someone will die because you'll shock them. Neglectoid, don't kill anybody in my name. Killing in the name of Mike Schmidt. Neglectoid is our newest patron at patreon.com. You can be that as well. Patreon.com slash Mike40YOB. Sign up and become a patron. Or... If you just wanted to send me some cash, you want to deal with that monthly business, that monthly jazz, you can send me a note uh, or I'm sorry, become a PayPal person, whatever the fuck. Uh, go to MikeSchmidtComedy.com in the upper right-hand corner of virtually every page. You're going to find a little Schmitty with his pocket out. And uh, you can click on that and do a PayPal thing. Give me a one-time PayPal boost. You can send me a, a PayPal monthly deal. Whatever you want to do is cool, man. You're thinking of me. You're thinking of the show. I'm thinking of you. I'm thinking of the show. I know you. You know me. I'm knowing me and knowing you. Uh Uh-huh. There is nothing we can do knowing me and knowing you. Uh Uh-huh. Sending PayPal. That is true. Sending money from you to me to you. No, not from you. I'm not sending you money. Uh, Sign up. Do it. Become a patron 
or, or, or a YouTube or not that, that PayPal. Jesus, fuck, I'm scrambled. This is what you do when you record the fucking show at goddamn four in the morning. Um, so there you go. Become a PayPal person as well. Uh, and if you want to watch me streaming or, or check me out otherwise, you know, I got a YouTube channel, youtube.com slash the 40 year old boy. You can go ahead and check out the videos that are on there. Uh, it's, it's mostly podcasts, but there are a couple of old timey standups and yes, there are plans. Yes. Don't bust my balls. Yes, it exists. Uh, <laughs> youtube.com slash the 40 year old boy. You know, you can become a, uh, a, a member there. If you would follow that, that would really help me out because then again, like I said, they'd think I was a hitter. You know, you want me to be a hitter, don't you? So go ahead and sign up, please go ahead and sign up, please over at youtube.com slash the 40 year old boy. Follow me. It's all you do is follow me. It, it, it helps. I need it. Uh, and also I'm on Twitch. Did you know this? I'm on twitch.tv slash the 40 year old boy. I'm streaming. Streaming will see me through. I'm streaming. Streaming of me and you. Streaming you into my life. Uh, that's what I do at Twitch. Twitch.tv slash the 40-year-old boy. Let's get you on board with that. I'm there Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, uh, definitely at like four o'clock in the afternoon Pacific time. And I play a couple hours. I do puzzles. I just got a new scary game that I'm going to do, which is a choose your own adventure type of game. I got boogie down weird legs. Sometimes we just do trailer park. All sorts of cool ass stuff is available right now, right now, ladies and gentlemen. If you come to watch me at twitch.tv slash the 40 year old boy, you can follow or subscribe to that channel. You know what? If you're an Amazon prime person, you can uh, subscribe every month for five bucks. Now, let me tell you this. It doesn't even cost you the five bucks. Amazon Bezos, uh, even though he's the richest man on earth, he's 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 not concerned with saying that because he kicks in five bucks for every Amazon Prime subscription. Now, you got to renew it every month, uh, but but that's fine. I know you have no problem with that. Correct. Amazon uh, kicks in. So go to twitch.tv slash the 40 year old boy and uh, follow me and my live streams. I'm there, like I said, Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday might mix in some Wednesdays. Uh, it'll, it, whatever the fuck I do. I, do I need a schedule for that too? I do. Yes. Uh, don't worry. It's going to happen again. Step off my dick. It'll happen. I promise. Uh, oh, and I'll tell you, know what? Let's talk about this. Uh, I, can you listen outside? What do you hear? I hear sleigh bells, jing, jing, jingling, jingling, do, ba, do, da, do, da, lovely weather, about do, do, do. What that means is Christmas is coming. Yeah, that's right. I know because my satellite radio has already, and they've come up with 17 Christmas music channels. That's not a lie. That's an actual number. Uh, they got modern Christmas. They got country Christmas. They got old school Christmas. They uh, it's, it's fucking ridiculous. And yes, you're like, well, that's only three. Well, there's 14 more. Shut up. Uh, but I know it's Christmas time because again, it's November, which is seems ridiculous. Again, we lost the summer to the germ. Uh, I got my flu shot, which is, I think I told you about last week. Uh, so we're all, it's Christmas, it's Christmas time. And, uh, and what that means is, uh, I've done this the past couple of years and I will do it again. Friday, December 18th, I will do a live stream for Christmas. I will do a gift opening. Now, and let me say this. You don't have to send me a fucking thing. I don't need to open any gifts. I'm only saying this because there are some people who have already reached out and said they've sent something already or they're going to send something. So I want to give you the date. It's going to be Friday, December 18th. And you're like, well, that seems early. Well, it does. 
But I, I, I thought, I mean, the next Friday is Christmas. We're not going to do it on Christmas Day. We're not going to do it on Thursday because that'll be Christmas Eve. Nobody wants to spend Christmas Eve watching me open bullshit on a camera. And I didn't want to do it on a Wednesday because that just seemed weird to do it on the 23rd. Uh, so let's do it Friday, December 18th, because we did it on a Friday the last two years. So we'll do it Friday, December 18th. Uh, it'll be me. It'll be hot chocolate. It'll be a Santa hat. Uh, perhaps there'll be carols. Perhaps uh, we'll watch, tra- you know, we might do a bonus trailer park where we watch Christmas movie trailers. Who knows, man? And then if there's any gifts that anybody sends me, I will open them on stream and you can tune in and watch that and hang out. And if you send something, you can watch me open your lovely gift. And I'm happy to do that. That will be totally fun. Now, uh, you know, last year there were surprises. Uh, I don't know what the germ if we can do surprises this year, but we'll try. We'll think about it. Perhaps there's a way we can do something where there's, oh, I don't know, other people involved. I don't know. I don't, I don't, I can't get to the heart of the zoom. I don't know what's going on in the stream these days. I couldn't possibly be asked to go ahead and figure out any sort of fucking technological thing. That's not going to happen. I can barely stream for fuck's sake. I got to press one button, two buttons, and then I'm done. That's it. That works. Uh, But if you want to send anything, you can send it to the PO box. If you write me a note, I will send you the PO box address. Or if it's something that's, uh, that's pressing, I can give you my home address. I'm assuming you won't abuse it or do anything crazy. Um, at least the people I've given the home address to up to this point have not. And look, I got to know you to give you the home address. It has to be somebody I have a history with, whether I'm, I'm talking on social media or they come to the Twitch channel uh, or a longtime listener that I've met in person. Then you can get the home address. But other than that, the P.O. box works just fine. And I go the day of and I pick up the gifts and it works out great. Uh, I'd much rather you use the P.O. box. But if it's something that uh, <clears throat> we'd prefer not to have sitting in a post office, uh, I get that. And just let me know. And I'm happy to go ahead and take it out. I'll go, I don't know, I'll get in line. I don't mind going to a post office for you people. You're thinking of me and you're sending me gifts. What the fuck am I going to do? Look your gift horse in the goddamn mouth and not do this? That doesn't make any fucking sense. I'm going to go there. I'm going to gather up all the gifts. And it's always more than I think it's going to be because you guys are amazing. And you always come through in fucking cool ways and get me some fucking great stuff to open. And then we have weird cookies. And then we have fucking hot chocolate. And we and it's, it's, it's a fucking blast is what I'm going to say. I look forward to it every year. It's an annual thing now. We've done it two years in a row. Why not do it three years? And again, you don't have to get me a gift. It's not, I'm going to do it anyway. I mean, if you send things, I'll open them and that's part of the fun. But if you don't send me anything, then I'll just do a Christmas stream. We'll watch Christmas fucking trailers. I'll eat Christmas cookies and I'll drink Christmas drinks. I'll wear Christmas clothes and I'll sing Christmas songs and, and whatever the fuck else, whatever you need from me. I can do that. I can be Santa. I can Santa the shit out of this goddamn place. Just fucking step up, baby. Hire me to do a Santa cameo. Whatever the fuck you want, I can do it. But again, Friday, December 18th, we'll be doing this where we're going ahead and sitting down, opening some gifts on the goddamn Twitch stream. If you want to send them, send them so they're here by that date. And look, if they get here later than that, then I'll open them on another stream. That's totally fine. But when we do the Christmas stream, usually it's fun if everybody can be there and see the gifts being opened. But look, I can't get after you. I'm not going to yell at you. You're sending me a goddamn gift. What am I going to do? Chase you around and go, no, this is wrong. No. If there's anything I like more than me, it's people who like me. Cause you know why we both love me 
How great am I? Let's talk about that for a while And by a while, I mean forever Podcast! Podcast! Podcast.